what's going on with you? <sighs> it's a day, child. It is a day. Um, yeah, it's a day. Um, and it's kind of weird. Hold mm-hmm. on just a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird because it's like a sad day. Um, if uh, I'm well, if in if people haven't heard or haven't heard the rumor, um, a very popular YouTuber, Sansa Ray, may have committed suicide. Um, I don't think anybody's gotten any official word, but uh, there have been posts on her Facebook page. And um, also a post on her Instagram. So, you know, it's very, yeah. very sad if um, that's the case. Absolutely. I've seen several YouTubers um, doing streams pertaining to the matter. And, you know, hopefully that is not the case. Um, as unfortunate as it would be for somebody to be so clueless to play that type of hoax. Um, I would prefer that it is a hoax than, you know, her to have resulted in taking her own life, especially being a mother and having, you know, a very young child um, that would be left behind as well as I think she has an uh, older daughter who's a young adult too. So definitely prayers to her family and, um, like I saw the posts on her social media pages too. Uh, there are different, there are varying accounts as to whether or not it's true. Um, and so I, I'm just unsure, but um, definitely sending prayers to her and her fa- to her fa- her if she's alive, of course, and um, definitely her family as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, um... Because I would hope that it was a prank. Like, I hope it's a prank because I hate to, I really hate to see when people die or mm-hmm. especially if it's by suicide. You know yeah. And that, the, you know, the allegation is that it's because of the cyberbullying that she faced here in Black YouTube. So that would even be sadder, knowing that, you know, um, because of all of the, um, Everything that she faced here, being in this space, all of the you know negative um, attention that she received by being in this space, that something like that would have drove her. But I know she was also having, you know, issues within her personal life. I watched some of her streams. I know you know there was stuff with her ex, her baby's daddy, and you know uh, she seemed to be kind of on the up up swing. But um, I know she also has some things, you know, in her personal life. So, yeah, it's just it's sad to even think about. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too, too um, far off into that. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too far off into that because it, you know, it's still like shit like this makes me sad, sad. So um, I did want to acknowledge her. You know, and it's like, I hope it's a prank. I hope it's a prank. Right. Um, Yeah, I hope it's a prank. So that's about it. So let's switch gears. 
Um, how's mm-hmm. everything going on your end? Um, everything is everything. No complaints. It's a little rainy here, but um, had a pretty chill day. Um, worked and not much else other than work. Um, but yeah, everything's going good on my end. No complaints. What about well, you? Aside How's from it? what you say? Oh no, go ahead. I wanted to hear. Um, I was just asking, how are you doing? Um, it's actually been um an eventful day. Um, it's been eventful. Um, mm-hmm. got a couple things out the way. Went to work. Um. Mm-hmm. Got my cooking done before we started. So look at you. Here. Look at you. I need to be like you when I grow up, child, because I did not. <laughs> so I'll be pulled away here in a little bit to um, get started. But we had we ate like my, my my man slept in, so he ate like a late a late um, breakfast and then a late lunch subsequently. So it'll be probably a late dinner, about seven thirty ish. But um, yeah, he's a night owl, so sometimes he'll sleep in. Okay. But yeah. Have you said anything about you guys going back to work? No. Uh, they. I received an email last week just saying that we will be out for at least this week and next week. And just kind of, I guess, playing it by ear. They did say that whenever people, whenever they allow or permit people to go back into the office, that they're going to stagger people. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out because um, the office that I work in, there's not really a way in which you could do like social distancing. Um, the people in my office have like officals. Right. They have like the officals, but they're directly next to one another. And there's not really a way you could do social distancing in there. So it'll be interesting to see what the plan is going to be. Yeah, but this is the thing. Even if you could do social distancing in an office, it's still a confined space. So, true, true, um, true. true. Which, well, right now, um, they have people going to the office. They have certain people because of the because so certain adjusters have to go into the office for like one day a week because of the nature of their jobs. So right. they do have them going into the office. I think they're tr- like, our office is huge. So maybe one person on this wing and one or two people on this wing. I think they're, they kind of staggered it so that people aren't like directly next to each other, but there mm-hmm. are people that go in the office. Yeah. It's been an interesting thing. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of curious uh, especially with my job, with them saving the money that they're saving. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Uh, what do you mean? How are they saving money? Like on utilities? Because people are using their own internet, oh, own, yeah. um, uh, electricity. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, and that's a, definitely something to factor in. And, you know, it will be the same thing for my office. However, I mean, because there are some people that are going in and have to go into the office and there's still always like security there on site because there's like the office houses a lot of data as well. Um, they're still spending money on electricity and still, sp- you know what I mean? So they still have to have like the lights and stuff on and the Wi-Fi, the internet and stuff is still going to be on um, despite the fact that there aren't as many people in the office. But I do think there's a cost savings for for companies that allow their staff to work from home for sure 
Yeah. Absolutely. So, about this topic, child, we'll talk about the sisterhood. The mm. sisterhood. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we talk about the sisterhood in, uh, you know, our topics just as it comes up. It generally, it comes up pretty frequently. Um, I decided that, you know, this was something that we should potentially talk about because a few, maybe about a week ago, I had an interaction on a social media site where a friend of mine um, posted something regarding how Black women never want to apologize, that um, he was talking about how uh, you know, black women don't like to acknowledge their faults, and I I agreed with him. Me, you know, me being the pick me that I am, I said, mm. <laughs> I said mm. yeah, male identified role. Mm. Oh right, I, oh my gosh, I got so much flack for it. But I said, yeah, we have some issues with accountability. That was my response. And uh oh, what did I say that for? Because the she wolves came out and they, and they came for my head, sis. Like they were like, oh my gosh. How, you know, he was How like, How many nappy head bitches were you called? Man, oh listen. <laughs> <laughs> they were too mad at They're me. They're going like, in. Oh, oh my gosh. My gosh. You think like, these dudes in this space talk shit? Yeah. Oh, look, don't speak out against the sisterhood. Like, you best to be ready. You better have on your, your Vaseline, have your earrings out, because if you speak out against the sisterhood, you better be ready to fight. And, like, literally, I was so many pick and mammies and, you know, pandering to men and, uh, you know, just, oh, my gosh. All How much dick are they paying you, sis? I mean, like, you, <laughs> I, I, that's, that's all I wanted was, you know, D and attention and, you know, just all kinds of negativity and it was I mean at first I was like laughing but then you know of course I was engaging and I was you know kind you of was back out? no I wasn't doing that but oh, I was no I, oh. nah, I wasn't doing that and like for the most part they were they were doing like the name calling but it they were still respectful to a degree so it wasn't like you. no like they know this, the line yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um because two of the women in particular had said something to another woman on the post and they agreed and the guy checked them like don't come on my page with that like be respectful over here so their hmm. their interaction with me was fairly respectful um but you know i was like defending my position and saying you know as black women i think that you know we do have issues with accountability i think that you know, black women don't like to own up to our stuff. Like sometimes um, we just refuse, flat out refuse to own up to our mess. And that was like my basic point um, that, you know, we don't like to be held accountable. Like that was, in, in my opinion, based on my experience and what I've seen. And I was including myself in that. Like I, the one thing about me, and this is why I do not consider myself a pick me is because my, whenever I point out a flaw in black women, generally my first, um, my first, I, I first take notice of the issue that, that um, I'm speaking of or that I'm pointing out in myself. It's generally something that I've seen in myself and I'm like, oh, 
we do do that. I've actually done that. And it's kind of a more of a self-reflection thing for me. And I'm like, dang, that's something I got to work on. I have to, you know, work on accountability. I have to work on, you know, not being so defensive and owning up to my mess. And, you know, so I'm like, picnics are usually like pointing out the flaws in other women to say, I, she does this, but I don't do that. Pick me, pick me. Um, she is, you know, not submissive, but I am pick me, pick me. She like, I, that's not, <laughs> that wasn't how I came off. And that's not generally how I operate. Um, in addition, you know, sorry to say, but I've always been picked. Like I've never had to mm. pander to a man. I can be myself. I've always mm. been picked. I've been single for two years in my entire life since I've started dating. And that was before I met my fiance. Like I, I don't have to work hard to get picked. You know, I feel like good quality people, you know, the, the opposite sex will generally notice that. And you won't have to worry about finding the man. Like they, they, they will come, you know? Um, so I just didn't, don't feel like, you know, that is a proper definition or proper term that suits me. Um, I, I don't consider myself a pick me, but in the same respect, um, I can be objective and I can say, dang, we as women have stuff that we need to work on. I don't understand why that is a strike against womanhood or, or, you know, a strike against the sisterhood for another woman to speak out against the things that we as women need to, to work to overcome, the obstacles that we need to work to overcome. I look at them as opportunities. It's not a negative thing to say. We have an opportunity here to do better. Oh, you see, you look at them as opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, women, you know, and it's hard as fuck for us to see the errors of our own ways. Mm -hmm. um, if there was a situation that happened to us that we never got healing from, we want to be able to help um, hold on to that situation like a crutch and mm. play that bitch like a like a trump card Ooh. every time yes. something goes on with us. Oh, mm -hmm. I got four kids by five men. Mm -hmm. Bam, I got the ace. A black mm. man raped me when I was six. Yep. It, it's been, I mean, and, and you don't want to it's like with black women, you don't want to come down hard on them because some of us have have had the same experiences, right? Yeah. But at some point, it is up to you to heal yourself or to get the treatment that you need so you don't have to carry on with this bullshit um, when you get to be an adult. Listen. And you yeah, can't say that. And I agree. I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. However, I am not like... At my age and with the life experience that I have, I'm not going to bite my tongue to appease you. If you are, I mean, now the thing is, when, 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 let, if I were crucifying black men or talking about the faults of black men, like nobody would be so, you know, she's telling me that, you know, um, I am uh, exhibiting misogynoir in my speech and no, no one would say I'm, you know, I, I'm, do you know, uh, that no one would accuse me of misandry if I was saying, oh, you know, black men ain't nothing and this, that. If I had negative things to say about black men, I wouldn't have encountered any kind of um, resistance from black women. So I feel like that is just a classic shaming tactic. They're shaming you from speaking your truth and speaking out about the flaws of black women by saying, oh, you know, you're a pick me or you're this or you're that. But, you know, by um, calling you all these negative things, it's in an effort to silence you. 
And it's, it's, it's mess. It's mess to me. I, I, I'm not buying it. I feel like for me personally, I don't do that divisive BS. I'm not doing the whole black men against black women thing. We are one people. And if I see something messed up about black women, I'm gonna call it just like if I see something messed up about black men, you're not gonna shut me up by, you know, um, trying to attach these negative connotations to me. It's not gonna work. So, okay, so we've kind of identified that um, a lot of us have issues with accountability, mm-hmm. right? Um, do, is that an all around thing for people or is it specific to us? Okay, so that's a good question that you asked because she said the same thing. One of the main antagonist, shall we call her? <laughs> she said the same thing. She said, no one likes to be accountable. People, accountability makes people uncomfortable. Why are you saying? And I said, well, the topic wasn't about everybody else. It was specifically about black women. And I agreed. So um, I do think that accountability can be uncomfortable. However, I've seen far more men say, I screwed up in that relationship. I lost the good one. Then I've seen women. Oh, girl, we ain't never going to say that shit. <laughs> we ain't never going to say that. Concrete, you still there? Uh oh. Concrete. Oh, well, she disappeared, y'all. David said. Oh. Um, I was saying that they'll come. They'll come cuss us out too. Shoot, they don't care. Sorry, child. Every time, like, I have these headphones in and I keep, like, calling Siri by accident. But um, what uh, one, one last thing that I wanted, one last point that I wanted to bring up, um, well, you know, I went back and forth and I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I used to do that all the time. So I wasn't, you know, bothered by going back and forth with someone. Um, the issue for me was that the sisterhood is... Um, some BS to me, <laughs> just to just to put it plainly. Um, I think that to alienate a person because they don't subscribe to the same ideologies that you subscribe to, or they have an opinion that differs from yours, or to say you can't sit with us if you ain't agreeing with us 100% of the time is absolutely insane. I think that it is tantamount to um, what men are being accused of. Men are being accused of trying to control what, well, you know, with these feminist ideologies that we subscribe to. A lot of times we are accusing men of basically trying to control the narrative as it relates to women. And that's what the sisterhood does. You're not allowed to have an independent thought. You're not allowed to, you know, um, publicly speak out against or to speak out about things that we need to improve upon. Uh, we're, we, you know, we got to keep that on the low. We're, it's best not to say anything and for us to continue um, down this road to you know, um, nowhere and just not talk about it. But the absolute thing that pushed me over the edge during this interaction was after going back and forth with this young lady for some time, because like some other women had some comments and they kind of just went on about their business. But this one particular antagonist, um, she continued on for well over an hour. So the final thing that she said that just kind of took me out was... Um, she said that, uh, I had said to her that 
I believe that, you know, we're kind of indoctrinated to believe that, you know, we don't have to be accountable, that we're kind of conditioned, like young girls are kind of conditioned to be like, you know, young girls are generally coddled. Young girls aren't necessarily, you know, if they do something wrong, um, they're not necessarily met with the stern um, talking to that young boys would be met with. And I think that, you know, it starts from an early age was the kind of the point that I was trying to make to her. And then uh, subsequently her response to me was that um, we live in a world where a young girl who is sexually assaulted or abused will be asked, um, did she provoke it? Uh, But how, but young girls are coddled. How? Um, she said that that makes me angry and I effing refuse to converse with you any further. So I, now that, that, that was kind of a trigger for me. <laughs> I got very upset and I just typed a long, very, very, very long response to that because um, what she was doing at that point to me was um, she was losing so she pulled out her trump card. Um, she pulled out the, the the victimization card, and we to to introduce sexual assault into a conversation that had absolutely nothing to do with sexual assault uh, into a conversation that um, you know you were presenting your points and I was presenting my points, and you know you you had nowhere else to go. So in order to get out of it, you introduce you you basic that was a straw man, and it had nothing to do with nothing. And are, are we to ignore the fact that young boys are also sexually assaulted without bringing it upon themselves? I just felt like that's a that's a tactic that some sisters do um, in order to. Uh, win an argument. They they play victim essentially, not using that specific. You know, maybe not using abuse, but they play victim is what I'm saying. So that was kind of like the defining moment for me that I was like, okay, let me get out of here because this is about to go downhill real fast. Because you know, I was upset at the at the um, sheer notion that you would you know bring up abuse. You know, that that was kind of a low. That was kind of low to me. So yeah, but none. Nonetheless, it was it was an interesting exchange and it made me think about the sisterhood and how cult like it is. I mean you went out again, honey. Um I, I will hopefully that you I hope you can hear me still. Um, because I have a good question when you whenever you come back. Um, hey, everybody in the chat. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, kind of got tired of typing. Hey, SKC. Hey, the Parker family. Um, so, um, what do you guys think about? Well, here's concrete. So I'll wait. I'm sorry, okay. child. I literally keep calling Siri, but go ahead. Okay. Um, what I wanted to ask you, this has been going on for generation, uh, probably literally for two for centuries, right? And I was going to talk about like the sororities and stuff that women get involved in and what a sisterhood that is. But I've seen some things and I don't want to bash sororities and fraternities because some good things have come out of those things. But I've seen um, such attitudes of the you can't sit with us. Um, we're hot girls. We're bad bitches. You ain't <laughs> shit. Um, 
if you ain't trying to take a nigga for his money, if you ain't out here uh, balling and mm-hmm. leave down to your ankles and shit, you ain't that bitch. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be um, a desire for a lot of women to want to become like that. And I kind of feel like, um, do you think the sisterhood is exclusive or is it anybody that agrees? Um, well, I think as far as the sisterhood, I think that the sisterhood and being a member is almost kind of like a rite of passage for young girls. I think that, you know, you are automatically deemed part of the sisterhood until you show that, you know, um, you're going against the grain, um, is my, is what I think. Oh, let me give a special. But there are different levels. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me give a special shout out to David Monroe for the Cash App. Thank you so much, David. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I do think that there are different levels. I think that you know you may be kind of part of the sisterhood loosely, whereas there are you know. Um, different cliques within the sisterhood where, you know, uh, women that are more of the mindset that they uh, subscribe to, you know, feminist ideologies may be, may have a higher position within the sisterhood that, that subscribe, not only subscribe to it, but that speak out against anything that goes against those ideologies. So, um, but I think that by nature, you being a black woman um, uh, would be deemed a member of the sisterhood until you do something that they don't like. So besides being deemed as a pick me, because you can, mm-hmm. um, I think it's easy um, to be called a pick me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, like, what are some of the main things that you think would I- isolate you from the sisterhood? Um, you know, the interesting thing is I always considered myself to be like a sister, a sister girl. Like I am a defender of black women. (laughs) And even when I came into the space, a lot of people probably noticed that about me. Um, and as of late, I have taken on a more objective tone because of the fact that I'm able to see things, you know, from a black man's perspective by, having a black man whom I love and, you know, uh, seeing what he deals with and kind of some of the things that he encounters and talking through situations with him and him giving me his perspective and me holding him in such high regard, respecting his point of view and saying, hmm, I didn't think of it that way. I didn't realize that we were alienating black men by doing that. I didn't realize that I was being divisive by doing X, Y, Z. So it kind of opened my eyes to, you know, some of my own actions and, you know, how that affects us. In addition, the the more I've read and researched and tried to grow in my consciousness, I realize that, um, you know, if the black man is not um, succeeding, if the black man is not successful, and um, if we're not, we as being black women are not supporting the black man and his, um, and his growth, uh, and we're doing the exact opposite by attacking or taking him down or, you know, and, forming efforts to take him down um then we're not we're not aiding the black community like we are hurting the black community by doing that um so i I say all that to say um i think the the reason that i'm probably deemed um 
an outsider and not a part of the sisterhood is strictly because of my attempt to be objective, my attempt to be honest and, you know, forthcoming about things that, you know, we need to work on. Um, and me just calling out some of the antics of, of black women. Mm, mm, mm. Um, well, are we ready to drop the link? Let's drop it and see what the people have to say. <laughs> the Parker family says C Rose always upholds BFF. See, I cannot win. <laughs> I'm a pick me over there. I'm upholding BFF over here. I mean, you know, That's I can't win. <laughs> Girls, you can uh, go in on black women. <laughs> and, and, and you know what's interesting because they mm -hmm. also have kind of like a cult. Um, if you're not talking shit about black women, then you're against black men. And mm. I, I Mm, we're gonna talk about y'all last two. that's a problem though like why can't we why can't it be though that we are a broken people in order for us to be able to aid the community in order for us to um aid our um offspring and our our, our you know future leaders of, of, of the next generation we have to try to fix what's wrong with us so we have to we, we can't continue to ignore you know, the issues that, that, that plague our communities. But this is the thing. Um, a big part of the reason that the culture is so fucked up, I think, is um, the, uh, the single motherhood rate. And... Mm. Mm. Well, that's interesting because that ties into something Miss J just commented on. She was saying, the quickest way to have the sisterhood turn is to suggest, however mildly, that motherhood skills or sexuality is suspect. Even though that doesn't, well, I don't, well, you can't clearly be the best mother that you can be if you are, a, you know, um, aiding in the growing number of, of single mothers. Yeah, but I'm saying that's what they'll attack you if you say that. Oh, Even yeah. though it's obvious to the world, I mean, it's really obvious, mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. You say that to black women, and no offense, they mm -hmm. you'll get ripped a new one. Oh yeah, I yeah. agree. I, I've seen people get attacked because they posted. You know how on every That's the classy day, black man. It looked like he was looking right at me. I looked up. I'm like, well, damn, I mm -hmm. have. <laughs> you know how on Father's Day, like like the women, single mothers used to say, you know, I'm mother and father, and you know, they would start, you know, wanting to be wished a, a happy Father's Day. Like I've seen pe women speak out against that and be attacked because of it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't say anything negative about. I almost feel like you can't say anything negative about women as a whole, black women, you know, as a whole without the the sisterhood giving you the side eye and questioning your loyalty to, to the group. Yeah, we love the struggle. It's like a, a, a something that we just identify with. It's almost like our hallmark. Mm. Like if you're not in the struggle, people look down on you. And it's like, I don't know why we glorify it. But we glorified in music, we glorified yeah. in media, we glorified online. It's just if you're struggling, you're real. And it's just I don't get it. True. But true you can't say I it. You, you, you can't say it because they will lose their mind. I think um people have started now. I, I think this is kind of went haywire though. You know, when you're in therapy, they tell you to use your pain as a source of strength to go into your pain, to bring out your creativity, whatever, whatever. 
and they tell you use it as a source of strength and to not let people use your shit against you. But what I'm starting to see happening is people, and, and, and the thing about it is a lot of the shit that we end up in, we put ourselves in. And so it's like, well, if I got all these kids by all these different men, that's my fault. That's my fault. But yes, uh, exactly. But it's like I can sit here and actually relate to another woman and we bond over that kind of shit. Like, and it, it's a big ass trauma bond. Like everybody bonds over um, the craziest things now. And it doesn't yeah. have a source of empowerment. It actually is, um, you know how they say misery loves company? Then you got somebody mm -hmm. else to sit there and be miserable and y'all can um, wallow in the fact that y'all are both fucked up people and um, and it's a weird type of encouragement. Oh, you got somebody to take you on a date. Girl, you better make that nigga buy your kids some food. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I, make him pay the babysitter shoe. Yes. Yes. Just completely ghetto nonsense. And to make it even worse, and make it even worse that really grinds my gears, is how we have to put it out there for the whole world to see. Like, you can't keep it, like, on a down low. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their own messed up ways, but we have to be the first one to put it all the way out there looking stupid in front of the entire globe, and it's just such an embarrassment. But we love to do it. Agreed. Love to do it. That is absolutely true. So, Black Wizard, Ask a Classy Black Man, Kevin Paris, and Black Hello. Wizard. How you guys yeah. doing? What's going on? Hold on, just a second. I got to knock on my door. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> um, Black Wizard, you want to go ahead and go first and tell us your thoughts on the topic? Yeah, sure. Um, first, hello to everybody. Um, but um, other than that, uh, I was uh, just thinking about the, um, I guess, the way the title structured, Sisterhood you know, traveling cult. Um, my, like, I, I see I see behavior on, you know, just in anybody who tries to defend something or, or what have you for as far as trying to protect themselves. Um, but I guess, uh, is this topic trying to speak more to just the accountability uh, part or the like what's not necessarily we're just talking about sisterhood and, and you know the negative aspects of um you know the negativity that it breeds i guess uh the accountability piece is just one aspect but you know you can take the conversation somewhere else if you like did you hear the conversation they were having did you catch the beginning black wizard yeah i've been here from the beginning Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like the accountability piece was just is just one aspect of, like I said, the negativity that I think that you know sisterhood breeds. And and that that's not to say that there aren't some positive aspects. It's not what I am um, saying at all. But um, you know, this the topic is just kind of how it can be, you know, cult like to some degree. What do you think? Part I was going to say, you can't really get to an accountability till you get to the acknowledgement. You have to admit there's a problem mm. first. And yes. too many of us, we just don't want to admit that it's a problem. And I don't understand it because literally the entire globe can see it. It's like everywhere. 
and we export this foolishness. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why we haven't got to the point where we can at least say, hey, you know, having four different kids by three different people who are in jail is not exactly the best thing. Let, let's try to work on that. Okay. You know, this, this sisterhood, when we talk about sisterhood in the black community, you know, right now there's this whole empowerment thing and black girl magic. Like we never talk about the negative side of it or, or, you know, some of the negative, negative things that it is breeding, um, you know, so. Well, uh, and that's something that we can control. I mean, you ain't got to worry about white exactly. supremacy and everything. It's something we can do. But there's not enough Miss J's willing to step to the microphone because grandma's dead. Grandma was killed by the ratchet girl up the street. And Miss J and C. Rose, they don't get on the microphone enough no more and and speak just to women. Miss J and C. Rose, they're too busy defending themselves against the 80%. Because see, see, the 80%, Miss J, don't want to say anything about the fact that grandma is tied up with duct tape over her mouth and new grandma is 32 and partying right along with her 20 year old. See, we don't get Miss J stepping to the microphone. You're right. I'm not about to. Yeah. And I'm, I guess I'm a little bit, uh, I diverge on this, um, on this belief with the, Mm-hmm. whole trying to make people take accountability for stuff like who are outside of yourself. I don't think that it's um, anybody's responsibility to go out and like, I guess, check people to. Okay. Let me ask the monkey wrench question then. If that's your theory, then when the, when the anti-blacks go against that particular person, is it our situation to defend them just because they're black or let them fry? When the, give me an example of what you're talking about. Using your same theory, you don't believe that the group should hold those individuals responsible, correct? I think the only person that can hold you responsible for something is you. Okay. So when people who are outside of that group attack that person, should I now come defend them or should I just let them burn because they're an individual that I didn't want to correct. I wouldn't say that you should or shouldn't, but if you want to, you can. See, see, see here's the thing. Respectfully, you just gave an open-ended. So because you were animate about your theory, now when I pose this question, now you don't want even, you, and I'm not trying to be argumentative. I'm just being mathematical. You don't want to apply your theory now that I've posed a question that forces you to pick a side. No, you said um, you said that. Well, I said that I don't think anybody um, is who should take responsibility for, you know, another person unless and and that's unless they want to. So when you asked me the question, I said they can if they want to, but I don't think that they should or shouldn't. I'm going to say I personally don't. And the reason why I personally don't is because in the black community, we don't even have a mechanism to do that. You can turn around and talk all the not all the stuff you want to and tell people, hey, you're doing wrong. This is not going to end up well. At the end of the day, there's no way to make for me to make them listen to me. 
I can give you good advice all you want to. I know I've dealt with it with my best friend. Well, I've told her I don't know how many times about the stuff that she was doing nutty in her life. Child didn't listen to me, and there was nothing I can do to make her listen to me. So eventually, mm-hmm. I, I shut up. I let her. I let life teach because eventually, life is gonna teach every single person a lesson. You keep doing dumb stuff, and dumb stuff hits you in the face, and life will teach you. And that's exactly what I wanted and did. And we're not best friends to this day because eventually you have to walk away. So uh, you can give someone advice, but you cannot make them do right. I mean, that's why I don't. Just to elaborate on that, Miss J, I was saying that uh, I was saying something. I guess that kind of goes along with what you're saying. In in that, you know, it's not your responsibility to check other people, but you can if that's what you desire to do. But see, here, here here's the but issue. But you really can. But here's the issue that a lot of people have with that theory. There's no accountability. You're both of you are saying in, in your theories that you want application, but you don't want to be responsible for the application. Then when other families come in and victimize us for being so separate now we want to say well that's not right so which one is it are we critiquing irish people critique irish people scottish people critique scottish people black germans critique other germans no matter what color but but as ados folks it seems like we only want to critique when the, it suits us, the and then when those thing. other families and when those other families attack these individuals, now we're supposed to come out as a group all of a sudden. You know, some communities, even within the U.S., do go beyond just critiquing. Like even if you look at, you know, Jewish communities, if you do something that is outside of, you know, their their core beliefs or you know their, um, uh, you know, outside of their their group. Um, you're ostracized uh, within their community. Um, the there may not for some people, and I'm not um, condoning this. There are even like up to physical repercussions that you could suffer. Um, but you know, pe- I think that there are like we're not powerless um, like we present it to be. I think that the the competent people um, should be able to say, I'm not dealing with you because you are what is wrong with the Black community. You are But that's what we do. That is what the competent people do. They walk away. In, in a sense, but I, I think... No, you know, in, if, as soon as they're able to physically get away, they do. As soon as you can, other ways they do too. But I'm just saying, we're not really a community. We're like a collection of individuals who happen to live together. We're not a real community. And that's the problem. I kind of feel that Black people won't ever alienate anybody. You know, like, let's say we were to start a new... I agree, Danny. Let's say we were to start a new society, um, a new culture, whatever, whatever. We are afraid to alienate somebody. We're afraid to get away from people. And then y'all know what crazy way we bond in and that's all it's got to be. If a motherfucker is funny enough, mm-hmm. we'll accept whatever it is that they come with. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if you think about those. Or if a white person attacks them, if a white person also attacks <sighs> them, we'll, we'll rally around them, True. too. But yeah. even if Regardless you think about, of their stupidity. Like, just the example you gave, Danny, um, I don't think that we as a community ostracize. I don't think that we really ostracize people. I don't think that, and I, I get that, you know, we're not a, a fully functioning community, um, that we don't really have fully functioning Black communities. 
However, like you, it could be someone who murdered children. And when he comes home from prison, they throw in a party for him. Now the people on the block are going to be like, hey, Pookie, I ain't seen you in Well, ostracize them. They, no, they you don't. know what it is, though, that I've noticed um, now? And I, what I've, the pattern that I've noticed with people is that we'll ostracize a person at the time of an incident. We'll probably ostracize them then. But if they do something what is what is something that's seen as good and they continue a pattern of uh outward good behavior we're quick to forgive like we're very quick to forgive they don't I even have to continue but they, right you know I, I agree and i don't even I mean, see like the the, the the ostracizing immediately i'd be seeing people they got on the free pookie t-shirts because they grew up with him knowing he committed this heinous act against somebody I mean, look at how we treated O.J. Simpson. That nigga had nothing to do with right. us for decades. He went ahead and chopped two people up, and we sat there and defended him forever. He came mm-hmm. out of jail. After we got him off a of death row. He came out of jail, put a daishiki on for two seconds, and here we <laughs> and are acting like he, he was not with the king. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, ain't with he went on about his business. He spent five minutes at a black church and then never looked back. That's that. Well, hello. I'm, 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 We're stupid. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> all right. Hey, Kevin. You were on for a second. Yeah, I've got a question. What's up? Okay. I'm, okay, so here's a scenario I, I see a lot. So a married woman, she's happily married. She goes to the clubbing and she flirts. And during that flirting, she meets a guy and she gets raped. And the guy finds out. And, and the guy divorces the woman. Who's to blame? You see, Wait, now that. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? She go, you said she goes to a club, she yeah. flirts with a guy, she gets raped, and then the husband divorces her. Who is yeah. to blame? Uh huh. But, 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 the rapist. No, 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 wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have the same answer. Oh, wait, wait. The act of it is bad. But remember, she's married woman. Now, the intention was to go out and flirt. We don't know. Are you talking about who is responsible for the rape or who is responsible for the divorce? Which which responsible one are you talking about? Right, I guess we should clarify. Look. What I'm saying there is the first act that caused the second act that caused the third act. I know, but I'm saying, which one are you saying is responsible? So I'm saying, are you saying the, that the wife is responsible because the husband divorced her? Right. Are you the saying the woman's responsible because the guy yes. raped her? Yes, the, the, the wife is responsible because the guy divorced her. Because many people think the guy should not Okay, well, her. I can understand okay. that part because yeah, she had no business out there asking. flirting. Who's responsible for the divorce specifically is what you were asking. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. The, yeah, the wife. I understand that. Okay. The wife. Okay. She shouldn't be out there flirting. She shouldn't be out yeah. in the club acting like that if you're married. But I'm saying she's not responsible because she got attacked. That's a, that's that's the guy who attacked her. Right. But mm. the divorce, yeah, that's on her. Mm. So I do have a yeah, question. But, Go I ahead, Kevin. Question after afterwards. Kevin, were you finished with your? I'm finished. I'm finished. Okay, just quick question. 
Um, do you all on the panel, and there's no right or wrong answer, however you guys want to respond, do you think that Black women have an issue with accountability? Wait, before you guys answer, I want to send Absolutely. A very, I want to send a very, very special shout out to SW1 for the cash app. Thank you so much, SW1. Thanks, SW1. Mr. Research, you said yes, you do? Yes, only because our ADOS history shows, like I've been talking about for a while, that when the mayonnaise people did not want to help our women, it was our men, our great-grandfathers who gave our women factory jobs, 1905, Gave, uh, pulled them into our all-male unions, the Pullman unions, uh, when the WWs wanted uh, uh, Sister George to be a maid. We went out and, and gave Sister George the opportunity to work in at, at Reed Brooms. And then after all that, after all that coming up, when the WWs didn't even want Sister George or Miss J working in a office, what they do is turn around and start attacking the very people who helped them only because 500 dudes didn't know how to act. And they focus on those 500 dudes as opposed to the millions of dudes who fought for them, helped them, and told us as, as Black sons, make sure you take care of C. Rose. She's a good girl. Now, what we do now is turn around, now that we got these office jobs and what have you, and there's no accountability because, like I said, they done duct tape grandmama. And now the little scallywag is the new grandmama and she got pink hair hanging out with her 19-year-old daughter. No accountability. And to be also truthful, there's a lot of black women who are younger who they don't want to end up like grandma. Not so much that she's tied up in the basement or whatever, but. I mean, I, this yeah. might sound harsh, but I'm just saying, when you look at the older Black women, how much they've given and what they've actually received, mm -hmm. ain't nobody trying to put in all that work to get nothing in return. I've heard women say that. I've heard like women, I'm, I'm a sorry. lot of People women, and they say that, that I've seen women say that's why they don't care to marry, because they don't want to be like grandma. They don't. Now, they saw grandma suffering. Now, now, and I, grandma I, suffered, and it's not, and you don't get much in return. You get stuck with the grandkids, you get stuck with ungrateful kids. You put in all that work, and you die penniless, broke, nobody cares. No, I'm not doing that. Sorry, and from, hey, they're gonna and, stick you in the home. And, and, and here's, the only thing, here's the only pushback you're lucky if they that. stick you in the home. Here's the only pushback I say on that. Uh, as you notice, Miss J gave, gave no evidence on how grandma suffered. What she did was. She negated everything I said about accountability and how the men helped. She she omitted that. She didn't even address that. She started talking solely about this mythical thing of how they suffered. So if they were not getting jobs, if, if nobody was pulling them into the office, explain to us just on that point, and I want to share the mic with you, how did they suffer if it was brothers that were helping them, which is the point that I made? How did they suffer? Let's get educated here. How did they suffer? Um, well, older black women, especially back in the day, well, even nowadays, you basically work double. You work a really hard job at work. 
What what and job? Then you came home. <laughs> what job? What do you they mean? They were housemates. Physical... They were housemates. They were housemates. Oh, so, I'm sorry. So, so maids so maids don't have okay. No, I'm asking you a, a question. Ma- a maid's job a maid's job is easy. No, have you I been inside have you been inside the, the white easy. person's home and cleaned them? I never said the word easy. You're you're the one putting that. You know what? I just simply said the word. I just simply said the they had to work doubly hard. They worked hard outside the home for a long, long, long time. They came home and worked hard also. And at the end of the day, out of all the work that they did, they were not appreciated. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So if you put in all those decades, you get nothing in return. You're not going to want to do it if you see people doing that and they don't get a return. Who wants to sign up for that? The other thing that I noticed, too, is that um, a lot of people are of the mindset, and this happened in my family, too, that um, a lot of the black women, um, you know, prior to the time where, you know, a lot when when black women were homemakers and they weren't working outside the home, they had to solely depend upon their husbands. And, you know, there was maybe some mistreatment in, in their relationship as a result of that. Um, and they felt like they had to stay. Maybe they didn't have any marketable skills, so they stayed and dealt with, you know, whatever. There's no evidence of what you both with. are saying. They're, they're, you know, respectfully, respectfully, here's what just happened. We mm-hmm. put some we put some history on the table, and then we start talking about unicorns. We sat up well, here and asked, where do we're talking about what we witnessed? We're talking about what we witnessed. My lady, my lady. We're talking about what we witnessed. My, my lady, I heard you say it three times. Let me share the mic with you. We we put down some historical information and nobody refuted it. They start talking about winged pink unicorns. I came back and said, where do these unicorns live? What are the specifics? And nobody could answer. And now we're back to they must well, have suffered. So, okay. Everything can't be quantified in numbers. This is clearly the experience of a lot of black women if they're sharing the sentiment and saying, okay, what? Maybe can you educate us, man? Educate us. That there's no educate us, man. Where? Where was this suffering? Where? 1177 Jefferson Avenue, where one was. I have witnessed. Yeah, and I, I, I witnessed uh, the same thing. So, uh, what did you witness? I spoke about what my my grandmother, okay. what my great grandmother went through. So, okay. I, I mean, you know, oh, now great grandma was a different story. Yeah, child, she went through. Now my grandmother, not so much, but my great grandma, mm-hmm. yeah, she went through it. Because okay. that was before women were our great grandfather. Our great grandfathers went through it also, and I, what I, did your I, great grandfathers go through? Oh man, look, our great grandfathers went through Ooh. women working against them. Our great grandfathers. The older, the older men in the community walked away too. Shape. A lot of people did. Shape. I know you don't want me to talk, Ms. So, Jay. So, so, Jay. I understand you don't want me to speak. Wait, wait. What are you wait, talking wait, about? Wait a minute, Ms. Jay. Wait a minute, you guys. Can we all agree that people in the, back in the day actually had it pretty hard, women and men? Thank yeah, you. thank, thank they you. They did. Yeah, no one's because ignoring that, and maybe that's why men they are ignoring to get married and propose to women. You know, propose to women too. We're just um, exactly from it about one okay. side. Like they're, I'm awake. They're, they're, I'm awake. Go ahead. There's no. Um, we're not saying that men didn't endure. You know, some something as well. But we're saying a lot of young girls have formulated. You know, these ideas in their head that you know they don't necessarily think. 
you know, investing in family is worth it or investing in marriage is worth it because of what they saw growing up or stories that they've heard, um, you know, growing up. And that's all we're saying. We're not trying to invalidate the fact that men suffer too. Well, hold on. I have a question. Well, I have a question. I have a question. Oh, my God. So, my why are you saying? Like so my question is, Mr. Research is something else. So my question: If you never experienced it, but however the stats say this happens, which one are you supposed to believe—the stats or your experience? For me, it's my experience. Exactly. I think. Um... I think, uh, I, go ahead, Black Wizard, and then I'm gonna let Mr. Research in there because he he was trying to say something, and I guess we took over the mic, so you know, um, and the brother. So um, I'll let you uh, finish your point, and then we'll get to Mr. Research. Okay, uh, I want to speak for um, some experiences that my wife uh, has spoken about before before we uh, decided to have a kid. Um, she was very. Um, apprehensive about having a uh, about having a kid because of the things that she had saw um her mom go through and things like that um her mom was in and out of foster homes um had been through some abuse and she was afraid um she had some personal um feelings toward having a child because not only did she was she worried about that or you know that angle of it she was also worried about um like the like what her body would go through and how her body would change uh, and that kind of sacrifice for uh, another person because she wants to be an entertainer and keeping her image up is like really important to her. So um, I think when a lot of uh, women are speaking about their personal experiences, I don't think is that is something that can be discounted either. Um, if they if they're saying that they've seen some type of suffering. Um, with their own eyes, maybe they can, maybe a lot of people can't you know, quantify that um, or haven't sat down and really tried to, you know, make that into a concrete structural thought process, but um, they are able to at least uh, recognize that on some kind of subconscious level. And uh, with that in their mind, um, I don't think it's up to us or anybody to say, to try to discount that, uh, discount that point of view. Just like I would say the same thing from the opposite end. Thank you, Black Wizard. I, I totally agree with that. And that was just, you know, a, a different point of, you know, or it was, it was a good example from a different perspective. Um, were you finished? Because I to research, get in there. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. I totally understand Black Wizard's point of there's no point in bringing up anything because there's always a scenario that has to be considered. For me, that's an open-ended thing. That, so it's like if we're on the panel just to say that every topic that we bring up cannot be critiqued or talked about because there's always oh. a linear way of thinking, then I don't even understand the point. But with that said, everybody's to their own thing. What I was trying to say, we as black sons, OK, when we try to make a point and somebody comes along and says, well, potatoes are orange. Maybe that's you your experience, but we're talking about the topic. <laughs> we're not talking about just and only what you've been through. We all have a just and only story. 
And the frustration, and, and, and look, I'm just trying to have a polite conversation with you guys. So saying Mr. Research is something else. It's just that it, it gets it gets real funny when we as black men bring up stuff. Like I brought up something historically factual and documented. And the only thing people could say for six minutes was, well, it, it happened. What what it? Well, it. And and then what my my grandma went through. We're not talking about your specific family. I could do that too. We're talking when about I said Mr. Recharge is something else, it was because of your long sigh when um, someone started to speak. It had nothing to do with that. I didn't well, say that during the time that we were engaging. It was when someone started to speak and you did that long sigh. Well, here, here's the only reason for the so long sigh is because when, when, when we're having this conversation and then we start talking about unicorns and nobody can say where these unicorns live, and then all of a sudden a third person start talking. Well, then what was the point in stepping on what I was saying and saying, well, grandma, my grandma went through it. Nobody's saying your grandma didn't go through it. And I understand that's that's everybody's style of talking. But it's like, where where is the topic? If we're only going to talk about our personal family experiences, then, of course, that's always going to negate the fact that great grandpa helped y'all. But I, I think I'm, I'm going to be quiet after this because I know Obsidian's going to kill you guys with, with, with everything he's going to do. But my, my thing is this. The mayonnaise was not helping y'all. And that was my point. And for six minutes, instead of addressing that, as far as accountability, which is the topic, we start talking about what our personal grandmas went through. The brothers helped y'all and the women turned on them after that and their sons. Where's the accountability was my question, not respectfully what your personal grandma went through. Okay, but how are we responsible for our grandmas? Let, let me let me address that because Ms. Day does bring about a point. We're no more responsible for our grandmother's actions, just like you guys aren't responsible for men's actions. And then it's like, okay, I think it is documented to where some women did turn on the men, but it should be also noted that some women stuck by the men through the whole process. And 20, so 20%, I agree. Okay. Um, but we're at we're we're in the current right now, and the current situation is you have one, two, three, four women on this panel right now that's trying to stick and hold um our people down. So we're here being accountable. Um, we're here trying to be accountable for our own shit and to rectify our own actions and to make um, better choices with our own selves. Right. So Calling like other women out for their inaccountability. Yeah. So it, it gets to be a hard um, thing for us sometimes because it's like, and y'all know I get up here and I, I probably confess every damn show uh, to some bullshit that I've done or I've allowed uh, to happen. So it's like, okay, okay. You know what I mean? I, I think, I think I, I respect what everybody said, including Miss J. I just think a lot of you guys don't understand. I, maybe this panel does. Let, let, let me give you guys credit. A lot of others don't understand that you're, they, they are slowly pushing away the last bit of protection that they got. Yeah. And so, I, I and, and soon when the anti-blacks come for your neck, 
there will be even your own sons and nephews will not be protecting you because they'll be looking at, you know what? Mama taught me to only think about myself. Mama taught me to just get the bag. I'm not focused on what happens to them. Africans do that all the time. Africans run away from Africa and leave a family there to suffer by themselves, come to America and start talking proud. I'm starting to see that's what ADOS is doing. There are no solutions. Everybody oh, yeah, wants Everybody's to. an individual. Yeah, but 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 all these anti-blacks, all these anti-blacks are families. <laughs> go, go ahead, I'm sitting in my fault. Oh no, not at all. Uh, good evening, everyone. And uh hey, oh in a way, this kind of conversation mm -hmm. in sense, in a way, is a continuation of last week's conversation in my tater table. Oh. Jay, I know you, Miss Jay. You used to make videos, didn't you? No, I never made videos. I used to be on um uh there was a panel that was uh, a guy had BGS for women. I was like oh, I used to participate in his panels like a years ago. I think that, three years ago. That's it. That's it. Because I was like, wait a minute, I know her. I've heard her voice before. Okay, so here's the thing with me. So I've heard black women over the years say the reason why they do what they do today, don't get married, whatever, is because grandma, you know, you know, and you know, this 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 idea that every family in the black America has this deep dark secret of the of the dad, you know, the patriarch of the family having this other family on the other side of town and that sort of thing, and you know, the whole color <laughs> all of that. And uh, and I'm not saying that you know I'm not trying to make light of it. I am I am doing a little you know smart ass uh, tongue in cheek here because while I will admit that it that it exists, I question to what degree. See, my grandparents, my sisters didn't have that view. They they married and married well. Uh, and that's because they looked at my mom, looked at my grandmom, they married well. They married good guys. Maybe, Miss J, your grandma married a select fuckboy. And maybe, 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 he was a Korean War veteran. Maybe he was a Korean War veteran who was also was also an entrepreneur. Let's let's talk about this. Boys serve in the military too. Let's talk about this. But he wasn't. So Obsidian, if he was bringing home money, he was bringing home good money because if he was in the military back then, they brought home good money. Um, if he was handling business at the house, nobody said select fuck boys were broke. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't a cheater. They got married. He he didn't have no other side family. He didn't hit her. That wasn't the, what the issue was. Okay, so what was the issue? Okay, so what, what was the issue? You know, that's not. I'm talking to. I know. I'm just. I know. I'm what? No. What I what I was saying. Her, my issue that was going on. Now, my dad was a whole nother story. He he definitely was. But my grandfather. The issue with my grandmother was. She had to work doubly hard outside. She was a baby nurse. She went from being a maid to being a baby nurse. Okay. She worked at the hospital for, for a number of decades, and then she ended up working for the Department of Motor Vehicles. Okay. The woman worked hard for many, many, many decades. Okay. At the end of the day, her husband died decades before she did. He died of a massive heart attack. She put in a lot of work to that family. Her children 
mainly her sons, for all the sacrifice that she put into them, all the sacrifice she put into them, they basically did not return the favor. Who's they? Her sons. How do you know she poured into them just because she made money? Is that is that because they didn't want for anything? Oh, because also, they didn't want for anything. No, not 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 just that? that. I'm saying not just that. They went ahead and had a not. Can I answer the question or not? You don't know my life story. I'm trying to tell it to you. Do you want to hear it or not? I was talking to Mella, but go ahead. I was saying they were in New York back in the day where it was not cheap to live. At the end of the day, she put in decades and decades and decades of work. She basically gifted them not only real estate in upstate New York, she also gifted them a house, a four-story townhome. She put in a lot. She helped take care of their kids when they were younger. She basically helped them with their careers. At the end of the day, they did not return the favor at all. And what that's is, what I'm talking about. And what so she did return the favor to you. What what does that mean to you? Where she doesn't have to die penniless and broke with no one paying attention to her. That's what I mean. Well, uh, what I would say is uh, that's not the. Uh, that's not the reality. A lot, of most black women, most yeah. black women end up penniless and broke. The grandmothers, that's what exactly what happened. Well, they get they take care of the grandkids. They end up dying penniless and broke. Well, that's not the case of women. That's, that's not the majority. The, that's not the case of the women in my family. And I think there's a reason for well, that. I ain't I talking need... about your family. You're also not married. So what difference does that make? Uh your mother, lot... your mother put in a great effort. You should do all this great stuff and you don't know anything with it. Oh, 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 easy, 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 easy. Now you don't know about my life. I listen to oh, you. You tell everybody your life. I listen I to know about your life. You, you tell made, all the time. You, you made. You can't, you can't do nothing but tell us about out. your life. We, we, we can't hear when everybody's excuse talking. Me. Excuse me. Well, Miss Jay doesn't want excuse anybody to speak. Excuse me. Excuse me. Come on. One at a time. No, you ain't gonna lie. Don't lie. Tell we don't know your life. Excuse me. Excuse me. Go ahead, Obsidian. You guys are really gonna have to go one at a time. Wait a minute. You guys have to go one at a time because I'm trying to do that. Okay, well, you go now. You go. Go. I patiently waited. Now, the women in my life didn't have that experience. My mother didn't have that experience. My grandmother didn't have that experience. So, what I'm suggesting is maybe we need to examine the life choices of black women who existed in roughly the same time period as your grandmother and mom and examine, well, what choices did each respective women make? Because clearly my mom and grandmom didn't have those. They didn't die alone and penniless. We took care of our parents. My, we took care of our, my grandfather took care of my grandmother until she died. We took care of my mom until she died at home. And she wasn't broke. And my grandmother wasn't broke. Okay? Let me also share that, Obsidian, because see, see, here's the thing. I do understand... But the majority do. About, there you go again. I do understand what she's talking about, her personal view. But see, this is the narrative they like to put against all black boys. All black men. Thank you. No one you on know. here said no one on no. That's not fair because no one on here said that all black men are doing this. No one has accused all black men in in, in that time period of doing this. Miss J just got finished saying that did. the majority of black women end up. Bro, I'm telling you that, that ain't true for the women in my family. They, they you're not, your family's not the majority, are they? 
But they chose good men, though. No, but that's not the majority. So the majority, the of, black majority of them do. The majority of black women don't choose good men. How about that? So no. Okay. Obviously. Well, regardless of the choice, regardless, that's what happened. The choice is central because the choice sets up the life that you're going to have in your old age. Choose a good man, sisters. That's the lesson. <laughs> so, so, so here's the narrative. Here's the narrative we always like. Oh, in other words, stop the, fucking the, sucking. Hey, lady, y'all in y'all feelings, the, man. The lady yeah, had, yeah. Every time somebody has an intellectual conversation with you, the narrative is to call us names like emotional. The narrative is that if you can't compete intellectually without calling names, step off. This is a conversation where everybody's polite. You don't hear us calling you witchy, bitchy. You don't hear us doing none of that to you. But when this you man just assaulted compete, my family. What are you talking you about? Can, but when you can't compete, your thing is to call people emotional. This is a conversation amongst intellectuals. You can compete or not. Here's the point that, that's being made here between me and Obsidian. When we have a topic conversation, we don't resort to what our personal family members have done. That's the thing unto ourselves. That's not, that's not to be linked to the topic because you could have had a personal issue in, in Texas and you ain't never left, left Texas. How are you going to start talking about people in Washington, D.C. And, and Washington State? My last point, my last point. The whole thing is, yes, terrible things do happen to individuals. Mm -hmm. But what's unfortunate when we as men try to have conversations with our sisters, we hear this mayonnaise language of, well, because so-and-so went through something and they gifted this person this, and they then we must consider that only the boys were evil in this situation, that the, that, that the lady in this situation was perfect and did everything because she provided money. We don't know if that per that boy got hooked on crack because the person left that out the narrative. We don't know if that, that, boy, if that boy was in jail because the person wasn't. left that out, out the narrative. He so was okay. I, I, my concern no is drug that addicts, my, no my drug addicts, no drug addicts. We always try no to make this, let him finish this point real quick. We Mr. always try we'll to make this into a black males are evil and women are perfect narrative. I don't think anyone's trying to do that though. Accountability is the topic here. And we just need to hear the women be accountable for women's stuff because it seems like it's getting turned into men's stuff and not okay. Let, let me just say this really quick and I'll let Miss J respond to your comments, but I don't think that that's the premise. And I, I absolutely hate the idea that we're trying to make all men out to be this evil species. Um, I, I do think that her, the original point that she was making, she was supporting it by her own personal example, which I don't mind. I, I like nuanced examples. Sometimes they have a place in the conversation. And if you're using that to support a point that you're making, okay, that may not be everybody's experience, but in my experience, this is what, you know, I, this is what I saw. Um, so, I, you know, but I, we know that all men aren't horrible people. We also know that there's two sides to every story, even in the situation um, that I gave regarding, you know, my great grandmother and, you know, what she endured. And, you know, clearly, and I don't know, I was a child, so I don't know all the inner workings of the relationship and everything that she experienced. Um, however, I just want to say that, you know, we understand that 
not all men are horrible people and have done these horrible things. We also understand that men have also suffered at the hands of black women. We talk about that quite often on this show. Um, I hate that our topic has spun into something completely different, but that typically happens. And it generally happens when we're talking about how horrible black women are. But I'll let Ms. J respond and then hopefully we can move the conversation forward. No, I was just saying, I never said that they were horrible people. I never said that my grandfather was a fuckboy. I never said that my uncles were jailbirds or drug addicts, that they're not. My whole entire point was when you grow, there are certain generations of people where you see them sacrifice and put in a whole bunch of work. And for whatever reason, they don't get a return on their investment. The people who watch that are less inclined to want to go ahead and repeat that same narrative. That's it. You're putting words in my mouth. And also, we didn't even start talking about grandmas until you started bringing up 1910. No, we weren't talking about that. We're talking about Black women today and accountability. I'm not accountable for what my grandmother did. That's fair. I'm simply saying I saw what her life was like, and I decided I didn't want to go ahead and have that. Okay. That was it. And to well, let me say this. Hold, 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 hold on, Obsidian. And to the chat room, we got to this point because I brought up how brothers was helping sisters back in the day. And for some reason, we start talking about one person's personal family as a rebuttal to black men helping black women back in the day. And what I was saying talking that, about back in the day anyway. Well, okay. Well, that's fair. That's a fair question. But since we this is where we are, I would say. In Miss J's case, I would ask any black because because Miss J's personal experience is a window onto other black women's experience who share her point of view. Fair enough. Then I would ask, based now that we know the details of her situation, why would you get with a man that didn't a man that's well earning that didn't prepare in the event that he may not be with you any 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 longer, meaning death. And then going to for, this person, go on. I'm just saying, most black people aren't well earning. They don't make you a fuckboy. But your grandfather was. He wasn't a fuckboy. Yeah, he but, wasn't well earning. Yeah, but he was well earning, but he didn't prepare. He for, was not well earning. What, what part are you not understanding? He's not like, well earning. He was not. You just said like that he many was. black people back in the day, he left South Carolina and went to the North to get a better job, better opportunities. And during that particular time, those better opportunities went away. Did he, he did then he became he then became an entrepreneur. He did not make a lot of money. He okay, was well, not I, a fuckboy. That's two separate things. Okay, okay. My grandfather, did he serve in, you said you served in Korea, right? He was a Korean War vet, yes. Okay, my father he ended up having PTSD because he was a medic. Okay. My father was a was a, was a Korean War veteran in the Marines as well. And both, hang on. Both he and my grandfather were quite successful. Both, both came from the South. Both moved to the north. Both took advantage of opportunities. Both became successful, and both saw to it that their families were well taken care of in the event of their demise, which happened in the case of my dad because he predecessed my mom by four years. In the case of my grandfather, uh, my grandmother predeceased him by almost ten. So, again, uh, what I'm suggesting is maybe we need to compare and contrast if we're going to argue. That women today, black women today, look at their forebears and say, I don't want to suffer that. Well, maybe they need to look at other black women who had a different outcome and just ask some questions. Yeah, that's the whole point of why we're here. Well, 
my grandmother and my mom had different outcomes than your grandma. Great. Congratulations. So, so what I'm suggesting is how they turned out it, for you. It turned out excellently, as a matter of fact. Okay. Yeah, it turned out excellently for the rest I of my family as well. Your mom me. was so same great. Pardon? I same, same, same for me. I let my mom listen to these shows, and she's amazed at how women talk. My mother, my, my mother has five children. All all of her children are honor roll students. I have no identification with what some of these women talk about that their ladies in their life are going through because I, I let older women hit, hear some of these conversations and they're amazed. They have no connection to a lot of these woe is me, what they went through conversations. Mm -hmm. They seem to come out of thin air. That's interesting because my daughters listen to the commentary and they are always pretty um they always are pretty amazed at the fact that some of the men can be so brutal. Some of the men can um, launch verbal assaults like in the comments. And like they my daughters are always pretty shocked at what they hear on these shows, especially at, <laughs> at Obsidian. But um, yeah, so it's interesting. Well, we the happens, aggressors. It, it happens at first. The aggressors. Why would they I'm be saying it happens? It happens at first because when I first came on YouTube, I had no idea this was out here. But right. eventually, you girls. just you just get used to it. My yeah. oldest is always like, "Why is that Obsidian guy always yelling and doing all this?" Well, that, 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 that's, that's, that's just talk radio. That's good talk radio. Good yeah, talk okay. radio is not, is not uh -huh. you know, good uh -huh. talk radio is loud. Inflam I, I, I inflammatory accusations are good radio. Also, also yeah. loud. Also, and then eventually you can just tune it out because it don't make it di different. Oh, absolutely, just... you never do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I you know, because your lives that ever reflect what you say. So back What's to the title. title? Oh, hold, hold, hold it. What's that now? Your lives do not reflect what you say. So what, after what a while, lie? you just tune it out. Okay, what did I lie about? I said your lives. Uh, what? What do I lie? With a V. A V. Let's not get paranoid. L -I -V -E. With a V. Oh my lot, my lot. Life. Yeah, your life. Yeah. What about, that, what about my life? That, what about you know what? That that, that little that might be to what I say. What about it? That might be the issue right there. Some of these that, brothers I mean, are paranoid. While, no, I'm just saying after a while you hear the same thing over and over and over. That's and, good talk radio. And it just I, and it just <laughs> after, it, it it doesn't even seem you just kind of catch on to the fact that these people don't really a lot of times they don't believe what they're saying. They're just saying stuff. Oh, no, now, I absolutely now, believe what I'm saying. Now, now I understand. I have you believe about, about the black family. Right. Yeah. So you want, you want to improve the back, black family? No, I didn't say anything about improving it. What I see, you're misunderstanding where I'm coming from. So let me help you out here. What I'm saying. You don't care about the black what family. What I'm saying. With, no, I don't. But what I'm, saying, what I'm saying with regard to the black family is it's a challenge to bro black folks. Question. How do you propose to fight this all-pervasive racism, white supremacy without strong black families? I can't get an answer yet. Maybe you can, Miss J. Well, you ain't going to get it by bending women over the couch. Yeah, exactly. You talk a lot of nonsense. It comes down to what you need to do. It's something different. Why do I? It ain't deflection. It's not even about deflection. As long as it's class, somebody else, you're okay. When it comes down to you doing it, it's different. Why? I asked the question of pro-blacks. 
Why do I have to do it? You don't have to do it, and you're not going to do it. I'm asking a question of pro-blacks. The argument is there's deeply concerned about racism, white supremacy. Okay, question. How do you propose to fight this without strong black families? Your response is, well, you don't get there by bending them over your couch. I never said I was a pro-black. Then you know what? You're absolutely right. You, you, you're absolutely right. Go to the white section. Why are you here? Oh, we, oh, we can, we can interject now. Oh, great. No, we're just gonna stand here and agree to fool. We're trying to, we're trying to answer the question. I mean, go ahead, Mr. Research, and then talk about bend over. I'm gonna let Mella get in because she hasn't really had a chance to give her thoughts. Somebody answer the question. Go ahead, Mella. Leadership and, and pertaining to what, Mella? There is none. Oh, the question. Oh, his question. Okay, I'm sorry. Right, right. Overcoming this quote unquote white supremacy, this uh, ever so haunting white supremacy. How do we get over it? Leadership. I didn't say get over it. I said, how do you propose to fight the all-pervasive racism, white supremacy without strong black families? Uh, once again, leadership. At least, at least you gave an answer. Oh, but yeah. to be fair, to be fair, Miss Jay gave an answer too. And actually, I think that uh, if the pro-blacks uh, actually bent each other over the couch a little bit more, they might get somewhere. Well, to actually, if regarding your question, Obsidian, I think. Um, that that is the primary, that should be the primary method of uh, fighting uh, racism and white supremacy is creating strong black families. Strong black families. Just to... Well, that, exactly. I never, I never claimed to be a pro I am an open bachelor and hedonist. I, I've never oh, hidden God. that fact. I'm, I've always been open about that. The reason why I didn't get married, Miss J, didn't have anything to do with what, you know, drudgery my dad and my forebears went through and, you know, going through the desert and all that sort of thing. It was very simple. The women I want didn't want me and the women that wanted me, I didn't want. The but you've been in a long term relationship no, with a woman a and marriage is 50 percent of your dean. I'm no, just saying I, we got that. You've been saying it forever, so it's no, nothing new. We get it. Well, no, I'm just I'm just I'm just letting you know that. And uh, to uh, go you don't have to. You said it a million times. We know that. To Miss Concrete Rose's uh, point, mm-hmm. no, I'm not married. No, I have no intention of being married. Being married is part of your dean. I'm not married. Yeah, so you're failing I, as a Muslim then, I, right? Are I'll, you afraid? I'll are you afraid of marriage? I'll take that up with the Lord on the on the day of Yom Kippur. I'll take that up. <laughs> no, he's not afraid of marriage. He just doesn't want to. He cares about sex. He's a hedonist. Yes, I'm, I, you, I, can, I, you can care about that. I'm saying that's what No, a hedonist is not about that. That's not about that. They're they're that's literally just about fucking. That's not taking up a position of leadership. You're in a whole relationship with a woman. It is what, what, a position. The position that being what difference would it make if you married her and you've been in a relationship with her for a number of years? You're it's committed. To that's not what woman. he wants. It's a big difference. Okay, well then, when, when when he meets his maker, he's gonna be. I'll pick it up with him at that time. <laughs> here's, here's the leadership. You can do something about it now. Something tells me I'm going to go down south for something a whole lot more egregious. <laughs> I'm sure. Here's the leadership piece that I would tell all the black boys out there. It's, it, you know, as, as a person like myself who do not hate black women, I, I understand that there's war going on. 
And I, I understand that a lot of, and, and this, this goes to the boys out there. I understand that a lot of these women, when you hear them talk, they're getting all of their marching orders from the WWE. They, they don't have the ability, <laughs> they don't have the ability to look at how black women are being attacked by non-black women and make videos about that, make speeches about that. No, they have one focus and one focus only to make the males obey like they've always done. Now, are you going to answer you Obsidian's uh, question uh, yourself? Wait, wait, I, I, I already, Mella, I already answered. Oh, no, 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 let me finish. Mella, I already answered the question. You wanted to interrupt, but I've already answered the question earlier. So your interruption is not even valid here. What you just was your answer? You don't want me to talk. You're just well, doing it because no. you don't want me to talk. Wait a minute. Okay, I, you still out for a minute while, while, while I finish? Wait, so, wait a minute. So, so here's... Go ahead, Sister George. You, you're the host. Go ahead. All I wanted to do was send a special shout out to DMAC the Trucker for the Cash app. Thank you so much, DMAC. Look, check this out. When we're when we're trying to just, I, I'm I'm I, I don't do what Obsidian though does. I don't do the entertainment thing. I mean, I'm just here to really have a a real conversation. And my style of having it, I I, I understand is different. And and nobody's wrong. I'm not trying to crap on anybody. I'm just saying for the black sons out there, we're watching what y'all are doing. And this this whole topic is about accountability. We're, 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 we're listening to people take pot shots at us, but still telling us not to say nothing. We're looking at women sit up here and be disingenuous, uh, uh, attacking, calling us emotional, which was, which was said earlier, just because we have a different viewpoint and we don't want to obey. We black sons are seeing this, but what I'm telling you, black sons, oh, don't, don't, don't fall into hating them. If you got to remove yourself, remove yourself. But it's it, it hurts you more to, to give them hate back like they like, like they're giving you. The grandfathers helped them long ago. That's documented. They turned around, many of them, not all, and crapped on, on, on black men for no apparent reason and start bonding with these WWs. But now these WWs have shown they're down for their people. They're not down for the for the uh, uh, black woman the way the black woman has claimed. And even claiming some of these white men, they ain't down. So my point is that you black sons, stop being angry at, at, at many of these women. Many of these 80% are just designed to attack you for no reason. Okay. Well, let's see. Black Wizard came back in. Black Wizard, did you have something to add regarding relating to the topic? Hopefully, we could steer this ship back on it, you know, on its proper course. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know I was back. Um, yeah, I, I was just gonna say. Um, um, yeah, isn't the topic about the sisterhood in general, and not the uh, not the necessarily the accountability part? Oh yeah, the topic is that about the whole the sister, sisterhood. Um, not not specifically accountability. Like I said, that that may be one piece of it, but uh, we're talking about the sisterhood and how it's like a cult. How it's one big click, and you can't speak out against it. You you have to be in line with um, you know the ideologies that the sisterhood pushes, or um, you know you'll be uh, ousted, and you know. Um, you'll be your your comments will be frowned upon you could even potentially be verbally attacked so 
it's kind of like you better stay in line. And it's quite interesting that um, women that, you know, women in this sisterhood um, use some of the same tactics that they accuse men of using to keep women under control. Um, It's, it's almost like it's a, it's a form of them, you know, projecting onto men, the the thing, the very things that they do to keep women kind of in line, like don't, you know, speak outside of, uh, don't speak against or, you know, speak about, speak negatively about black women or, you know, you'll be ostracized. Do you, do you think that it is necessarily like about power or do you think it could be something else? I think that it is, I don't know. Unresolved emotional about- issues. <laughs> no, that's what a lot of it is, is just, it's just unresolved emotional issues. People that, have to take out their aggression on other people. That's why they be coming for you, Miss Day. That's why they be that's coming it. for you. That's all I, it is. I, I was and it's pointless that. to have a conversation with them because no matter what you say, they'll turn it against you. Unless you agree um, 100% with what they say, it turns into this huge wait, value. I think Nothing you misunderstood his question. And it's pointless. I think he was asking about the, is the sisterhood that's not about true. power. I'm right? saying it is. That, that's how the sisterhood oh, acts. Okay, 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 okay. I'm okay. saying the minute you go against what they say, mm-hmm. it's just a huge, unresolved, never-ending battle that no one wants to get involved with because mm-hmm. it literally never ends. It never ends. Agreed. I've been, uh, I've been going to like... Oh, sorry. A special shout out to George Frazier. George, you, you come over a lot and you um you ask about Kendra D a lot and you ask um how come we aren't on her panel more <laughs> um for the same reason she's not on ours more. Um if you want to be over there, you know that's fine. You don't have to bring her up every time you come over here. Like what's what's tea, bro? Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's I, another one I tried to have a conversation with, and it's just like it's a head against a brick wall. You just, it, it, it doesn't work. There's no point. I think you and I can have a productive conversation. I think we just did. Um, no, why we do we have to be? Yeah, the same why do we stupid have conversation has always been happening. Hold on now, hold on now. Because, oh my gosh, because, really, because, my, because my life experience is different than yours. It's stupid. What? Because my life, my no, he wants to fuss. Just let it go. He wants to fuss. I, I, I want to say this really quick to George Frazier. Why is it that if we don't subscribe to the sisterhood, um, we have to be on Kendra's panel in order to somehow validate us? Otherwise, we are part of the sisterhood. I don't understand that notion. Because they want to fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm they like, want to see a fight. That's all it is. Is he trying yeah, to and, stir and, up and some mess? That's all it is. He's done it's it just, show, and it's like I've ignored him, ignored him, ignored him, ignored him, and I'm like, dude, let's see. Right. Um, but I wanted to ask, answer Black Wizard's question, and you said, do we see it as a source of power, right? Yeah, do you think that it's necessarily power, or could it be something else that drives people to like... Um, I, I guess go about these tactics where they're like kind of, where they kind of like attack somebody for having a different point of view. Okay, so what I will say is this because there are two aspects to it. Um, on one hand, you do have somebody that will empower you or to make you feel great or to make you feel better about your fucked up decisions sometimes or even when you do do good things, just as long as you're not doing better than them. 
um, they really want to see you um, grow. So a lot of women will um, uplift each other. But as it comes to toxic behavior and toxic patterns and shit, um, we seem to co-sign a lot of that because of, like I said, our earlier, our experiences. Like if I went through something at um, 12, I can play it like a trump card. If I picked a nigga that played me, that gives me the right to play every other nigga after, uh, after the fact because... You know, and it's a narrative that's being pushed that these niggas still ain't shit. Now it's another narrative being pushed that these bitches aren't shit. So it's like, um, I think it's a kill or be killed type of thing. So I don't necessarily know if it's power, but I'll say that um, we enable a lot of the behaviors. Well, I don't believe that. I personally think that it's they don't want the light shined on the flaws of women. I think that it's it's avoidance. It's like, hey, don't speak out about what what we have, what's wrong with us. They may take notice and may pay attention. And that, you know, I think that it's almost like you're giving away the game. It's like how you know, like if we were telling them, oh, this is what women do to play men. It's like don't shine the light on what's wrong with us because the men will see what's wrong with us. You know, that's I an would... interesting perspective, C Rose, because if if we are to have the ideals of a family as a, as a race of people. And we're showing our dirty laundry to those who would be our opponents against power, you know, escalation and, and acquirement. Yeah. You don't want to show your dirty see, laundry that's where to we mess up. people we're that you in are in competition with. The with. Yeah. The black man is our teammate. That, we're that's not the division, and that's we're not insane. And I agree with you. They do seem they, to think like, "Oh, hey, you you giving the opponent, you know, a, a one up by telling them what's wrong with us." They're not our opponents. Sure, they are. A lot of black women see it. That no, way. You of fact, all are not. A lot of black women uh do see themselves as being in charge, and they and they purposely seek out incompetent uh, black men to uh bring that about. Obsidian, who's the enemy? When you mean enemy, I don't. I don't consider black women an enemy. Oh, all right, thank you. It's on record, y'all. <laughs> I, I just consider. I just consider most of them a great annoyance. <laughs> but a lot of these people, they don't have an end game. They do it just because they do it. There is no. There is no plan. There is no anything. They. This is just. They're flat out. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the women. Okay, great. I'm saying they just flat out have a love of dysfunction. That's they're, it. There is no, there is no greater plan. There's no, oh, let me, let's hide it from the guys. No, they're just dysfunctional, and they like to be dysfunctional. They so want to have a, everybody in their group act just like them, so they they won't stick out as the bad one. If we're all bad bitches. No one's really the bad bitch. That's you know, bad as in not good. Whether to being the bad bitch mean you're like you know the greatest woman ever. You know, it's just stupid. What when it comes to, no point. when it comes to this when it comes to the sisterhood in quotation marks, um there would be there's something to be said about the pettiness amongst yeah. black women at times. Mm. You know, and the um as as uh C Rose and Sister George had mentioned, the cliques, you know, uh so much so as they've they have established institutional um sororities and clubs and you know just yeah, just everything that it takes 
and 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 at the same time, there is a heartfelt kinship amongst black women. I may not have anything in common with anyone that I meet. All I know is that she's my sister. That's all I know. And with that, I can give her the benefit of the doubt when I hear something that scratches like a chalkboard with nails. You know, it's like, oh God, what what the hell? You know, that type of reaction internally, but externally, it is my obligation to show my sister support as best as I am able to. That is where I'm coming from with it. But that came with age. I wasn't always like that because I had experienced the downtrodden chip on your shoulder pettiness that came at me for a multitude of years and yeah, you don't behave it like wasn't the rest until of them. yeah I, I was because i wasn't a soror you know yeah. it was a, a thing it was a thing exactly it was like what are you doing what are you doing here you're not a part of you're you're not aka what are you doing here you're not delta what are you doing here that type of thing right and yes the, high the way you i looked at it act just like they do the way i looked at it back then is certainly different than how i would have approached it today today i would have approached it in a more open-minded uh still friendly manner i would not have looked at it as some type of uh you know, attack. I would not have looked at it that way today. But back when I was 25, I looked at it as a, you know, as a challenge, you know, and a lot of times us women, we're not intentionally challenging people for fuck's sake. What we're doing is exercising verbally some residual emotional disturbances and projecting it against others, just like you said. Um, Ms. J, sometimes people don't want to hear that. Sometimes people don't want to no, hear I, that they're projecting. I you agree. Know? And, and Obsidian knows he was not, I understand the shock radio personality no. thing, but, but Obsidian know that wasn't cool to just hop on the panel and just insinuate that your grandfather, great grandfather, was a fuckboy. That is the type of shit that True. is not cool. Yeah, and I'm I saying just that's to a, say that out but, loud. No, no, I, I'm just saying. But the point is, when you see that enough, then you kind of realize that the conversations that people are claiming they want to have is not genuine. It's just right. done. They, just just they to fuck around with people. Right. They want exactly. the controversy. And, and exactly. that's what I'm saying in how I would handle a conflict initiated now amongst my sisters as opposed to when I was 25. Yeah. When I was 20 exactly. when I was 25, I had a different um go ahead. No, I'm just saying with 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 experience comes wisdom. When you see the pattern, you can recognize the pattern. All right. Whereas before you didn't see it, so you would not know. I think uh, I have a question for Melanie. All right, hello everybody. Um, oh, here comes another. Hello. Oh, oh yeah, here comes <laughs> hey, the truth. Hey, That's what here hey, comes. Oh, oh, oh. You know? Hey, Edward. So, hey, anyway, over there. Gonna be part two of the foolishness. But okay. What's you know, up, like you so the part I, I I didn't hear the whole thing. Hey, so what I heard was I that that oh, it's that black women are just dysfunctional and not and they know not what they do. 
Is that is no that what I heard? That. I just want to make sure. Nobody, nobody said, said they did not know what they do. We said it's dysfunction. Well, we I heard that the they're not nice the try. enemy. I heard that they're not the enemy. Nice try, Mister. Okay, but what is no, that? I heard, they no, so I heard that they're do. not the enemy. They're not but the enemy. What does that have to do with? They don't know what they they get done. So let's focus on what was said, which was black women are not the enemy. Yeah, we said black men are not the enemy, nor are black women the enemy. I, I beg to differ with that. There is a lot of black men that are the enemy. We call them coons, and there's a lot of black women that are the enemy. They just don't know what to call those black women because they're allowed to do what they're allowed to do. I, I disagree, but go ahead, Edward. What's, what's, I mean, what's, so let, let's let's yeah. talk about black men for a what's second. Like, so so it, it's not my pride. Okay, what's whatever. Pride? So let's talk about black men, for example. So you're saying that black, they are not black men. that in the um, community, black, both black men and black women label them as enemies of the state. Is that what you're saying? Nobody said that. Nobody said that. We were talking about black women and the problems that we have taking accountability for the foolishness, the cult-like behavior of everybody just trying to be on one accord of foolishness. That's all we're talking about. We weren't mentioning okay. black men or coons or white supremacy or 1910. That's not what we're talking no, about. No, what I'm saying is this. So I'll just come out and say it then. You know, it's not about a product. You know, if you talk about a cult, what do so what if are you all calling it a cult or is there something else that you all are calling it? It's cult like, like the behaviors that, that women engage in in the sisterhood by ostracize by following one mindset having this hive mind and what you know one uh, system of beliefs and you can't step outside of that it's cult-like we're divided against one another mr anderson in different cliques and we are trying to get to the root as to why and it got derailed so okay so you know, we'll go we'll go along with the conversation, but the reality is it's not a cult. Um it's it's called the gynocracy. Be um Obsidian calls it the Borg hive mind, but it's called the gynocracy. And you have about fifteen percent of black women that they have to be silent. And to be fair, I'll actually put it on black men that they have to be silent because a lot of black men go along with the bullshit. So what are these black women gonna do? And you know, this is the first. These are the first women that they got rid of when they really went on this ultra feminism shit. They eliminated the women that are like the Shahzad Ali's. I call them the Judge Hatchets because these women were actually the women that black men were actually able to go to in order to create. This is the bipartisan message that needs to happen. And anybody comes out of that are basically they're not seen as pro black family. I'm glad you brought her up. Uh, God bless her. But they you know, eliminated these book, women. Go one, ahead. One of my favorite, one of my favorite books is authored by her, of course. However, I do differ with her suggestion that a black woman should be hit in the mouth. What do you? Oh, I absolutely you know, agree I'm not, with I, that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that we're not talking about. The emotional disturbances that that promote women to to um, differ in the sisterhood, like like there are some women that just seek to to hate on their fellow sisters for no reason, and there is in fact a reason behind it. You know, yeah. there's something like 
like black women in a pro family are 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 black women in a pro why would she put that passage in her book specifically like if she get out of line smack her in her mouth well if she yeah had i mean i mean what black men out. used to be able to do is get if black woman get out of mind and black men didn't used to go to jail black men used to be able to go get big go get big mama to smack her ass in the mouth and i dare so, you call cops on her ass well you know so what? Just, to be completely honest um shaharazad ali is uh, a woman of muslim faith that is not something that is extremely far-fetched i actually read the book i think that you know there was some definitely some good points in the book i like her i don't agree it's all with good. Ama- like, I except feel like, that one passage except yeah, that one passage like, why you're saying it's ne- well hold on edward i feel like mm-hmm. in uh, our westernized society like you you could be sending a man to his death you know by even you know suggesting something like that because you know, women do weaponize the police and or if you're hitting on her and she feels she has no um, recourse and she's going to call the police. You don't know what the police are. They can come in there blazing. So I just think that that was kind of um, that she went a little too far with that. Say, with that. Well, well, well I mean, black, at, but good black women aren't going to call the police on black men. When they see a black man beating up, well, but good woman. black women won't need to be hit. Good black women don't yeah, need to be hit, though. Say, but as a good black woman, nah. if you see a black man beating the hell out of a black woman, you're supposed to stand there and be like, "Well, what does she do?" I agree. I feel like if it comes to the point that you even have to contemplate if you should put your hands on a woman, then you don't need to be with her. And the same thing for a, a woman. If if a man, you know, is raising his hand at you, raising his fist at you, even if he doesn't strike, then it's time to go. <laughs> this, what this is I'm how bad is. Those domestic incidents transfer over to projection toward other sisters that lead to division. It's like, why are you throwing what's happening behind your closed doors? Why are you bringing your aggression to me when I'm just trying to be your sister? You see what I'm saying? Like a lot of women that have had a problem with me over years, I was shocked to find out that they had experienced horrendous uh circumstances not only within you know just horrendous and and so they were just walking angry in general they're just angry you know and and they had no interest of sisterhood because they're walking around with a chip on their shoulder supposedly from all the domestic uh conflict you know that had occurred in their lives and sometimes as women we are vulnerable to projecting our pain upon our own sisters, and that will keep the division going. You, 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 know, ev- you know, every other race has a a word for their women that are that are. I'm gonna say it like this: fucking losers, fucking trash, and needs to be controlled out and deleted. White women call them trailer park trash. I forget what Latin women call them. Agents have a name. They all have a name. This is outside the men. This is what the women say. Okay, you're messing up the brand. Even if we want to hop the fence to do something, you're a woman. You're killing our brand because their brand is important. And this is something that's now obviously men can influence it, but it is something that is outside of the women. You see, even with white women, who, in my opinion, should speak the least because they get the most without doing the least amount of work. But even they understand that independent of their men. And you see it in plain sight. You see Latins. You see all of them. It's only with 
I'm not even say eight of black women. I'm gonna say it's only with black women that we have this that they have this thing where they want to protect. It's like they go the opposite with it. It's like we want to not only protect those women that are messing up the black female brand. We will actually, you know, boost that stuff up, even though that's bad. And then women that actually are helping the brand, we will basically try to tear them down. You know, and, and I've never and, and, and women a lot of times they'll try to throw it to the light skin stuff. Like they'll try to say, Oh, well, Aisha Curry. But I've even heard women like Amarilyn Negra when she says, you know, if you really love a man, you should be willing to cook and clean and blah blah blah. I've oh, yeah. seen women she, I've seen dark skinned women get it too when culture, they when they speak the same language. Yeah, right. Her culture is is completely different. So um, but I, I've never I don't think that it's a matter of light skin or dark skin. I think that if you are if you have, um, let's say, if you subscribe to old-fashioned um, uh, ideologies and or if you speak out, like, so if you, I, I actually, I think that it was a really good example where um, I think it was Candace Owens. She was going in on this girl and she was a feminist and she was saying all of these things that um, in, a, in, in different ways I've kind of seen projected by black women and like so, like the way she was rebutting the points was absolutely remarkable but um, I say that to say what I think that if you basically want to be a homemaker if you enjoy being a, a wife and a mother if you enjoy cooking and or if you have the ability to be objective and understand where a man is coming from with his complaints they're going to ostracize you and and I always bring up Tiny as a perfect example too, because you don't have to necessarily be a homemaker. There's certain metrics you can be an F in, but then certain metrics that are needed that you can be like a B in. For instance, Tiny is not an ideal wife, but you can't really say anything about her when it comes to how her kids are raised and how cooperative she is and with what TI does with those kids. You know, you can't really say that. And and because a lot of women will say, OK, we're, I'm forcing you to either be a homemaker or you can't be you. You got to be what I tell you to be. And mm-hmm. it's not really true. There is a modern context. And this is that we can actually discuss these things, you know, but people don't want to have that conversation because they're too busy trying to pretend like black men have the same power that white men and Latin women Latin men have over them. And that's where we got to start first. We got to first break that lie that black men have the same kind of controls over black women that a white man or a Latin or an Asian man has. It doesn't matter the whys of what black men have not done. The only thing that matters is agency. And with that type of agency comes a responsibility to your own outcomes. When I saw that that queen wine crap with Vivica A. Fox, Lisa Ray and all of them, these are like light brown skin, the light skin sisters. That they're sitting there t- saying the same thing that a chick that is 22 years old would talk about as far as what men are not doing. I'm like, you all are losers. You have failed. So don't sit there and then try to act like it's the men's fault. You can't blame colorism. You can't say you weren't famous enough. You can't say people didn't give you a try. And that's that cult-like stuff. But at the end of the day, that's going to be on women to, to fight that off. Because the what I'm starting to understand with men is before we can even start checking y'all, we got to deal with all these dudes that are okay with the gynocracy. There's about well, 50% of black men that are cool with the way stuff is. Right. Edward, I want to say this really quick, though. I, I don't know if Tiny is uh, the best example, because, again, like women, 
you know, modern she's women. Not, like she's a horrible example. Yeah, like we know that T.I. has cheated on her for years. She's accepted Nobody it. wants to be you tiny. You know, she, yeah, like drugs. Nobody wants to be tiny. Like, no, but this is the type of why. That's not true. This is the type of why these dudes want us to be, though. Exactly, oh, yeah. and that's I'm the problem. I'm saying quite a few times. Hey, oh, point. she well, she's a good example. Right. No, I'm tiny. Well, that's tiny, because, but tiny because is what black women don't want to be. No, well, 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 understand something. Tiny's not an attractive woman. Let, let's call, let's it call a spade a spade. Yes, yes, it, it, it absolutely is. is. I'm, look, 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 look. I'm five foot. I'm five. Hey, hey, I'm five foot. Hold on. Yes. And, so and with black talking about her looks. So I got a tall question. So so would you, okay, so would you rather be Vivica Fox? Would you rather be those other chicks? So who would you rather be? Neither. Right. There, but no, there is no neither. There is no, no neither. None of the above. Because none of hold the on, above. hold on. Because here's the thing: you all could. This is where Obsidian. I need you to come in because this is where all but these not like niggas. Like, why is there not a middle of the road? You're giving us two. We don't have to be a doormat, but we don't. All the middle of the road. Okay, then it's for you to get a blue collar dude. It's for you to get a blue collar normal you, dude, but y'all don't want to, that. You're giving us the example of two extremes. Like maybe we're not gonna be an extreme like tiny and be a doormat, but we're not gonna also push feminist agenda. Okay. Like but you all are choosing these extremes though. These streams are being chosen. You pick those examples. So, so you really, you really not telling me that females are not out here. You really so so. What is the middle ground that you're talking about? Explain that to me. I'm saying someone well, you can who, get a man who makes a good amount of money. He can probably make about well, 60, 70. No, we're talking about like as the woman. Danny. I like, want him to finish that be? sentence. What would the middle ground be for a woman, though? Like, what would you know? But oh, you're not a doormat. Well, well I need, I need it. I need an obsidian for that because that's all. That's obsidian's whole platform. The blue collar nigga, the middle of the road nigga, y'all don't want. So, but why, why won't you finish that sentence? What's your sentence? You mean to tell me you all ain't, and then you cut it off? What's after oh. ain't? Ain't is you mean to tell me that you all ain't choosing these outcomes? Oh. These are outcomes you all are choosing. Oh my god! What are we, what are we talking about? Our uh, like, I'm not talking about your personally. I'm talking about black women as a whole. Don't okay. do that. So if I say personally, I'll make sure I say your name. You'll know I'm yeah. Well, let me don't say be, this. Don't be quick. yelling at her. Oh my gosh! To to, to answer your question, I, were you asking um, what other options are there? Because I said we shouldn't have to choose between two extremes. Would we rather be like a tiny or the? No, Danielle woman? answered it. She 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 okay, gave so me the theory. The man. Are you, that's not the question yeah. I had asked you though. Okay. What was the question you asked me? You said I extreme. Said, why should we have to choose between being one woman over? Like, why should we have to choose between being a doormat or being someone who upholds and pushes these feminist ideologies? Well, I, 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 I was just going with what you all typically pick the law of averages. That, that's what you all pick, though. You sir, all pick that. Sir, the, no, see, you all don't. You you're all may not tell you, yourself. Let me, let me just ask a question. Let wow. me ask a question. No, let me ask the question for wait, real. Wait, I'm not wait, trying to be and I need that. help. Before you do that, before you do that, let me give a very, very special shout out to Mr. RJ for the cash app. Thank you so much, Mr. RJ. Okay, go ahead. Don't be calling none of the panelists out their names, telling Edward to yell at nobody. Like, don't come over here with that. I'm not. I, I'm just. I just wanted to ask a question because this is something that not I you, keep Mr. hearing. Go I just, ahead. No, I'm saying I just wanted to know because blue collar is a profession. 
that's the type of job you do. It had nothing to do with your character or anything. So how was <laughs> okay. picking a how was picking a blue collar person have anything to do with whether or not Tiny is a doormat and whatever the hell? What well, well, this? Let's see this. I this I let's. This idea of a doormat is 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 another myth that black women like to but put out here. And or I'm gonna oh, ask it, but the point wow. is your door your doormat the doormat understand something. Tiny, if Tiny was uh be if she wanted a dude that she would not have to be a doormat too. All she's got to do is come off of the levels that she's on. I'm not saying what Ti does. Well, Ti like, was regular when end, she got with him. The reason why Ti was, was regular because of Tiny. Ti was, was not regular. No, he wasn't. Let's yes, he was. He was a criminal. He was a broke regular. Ti didn't have nothing when she got with him. Come on. She was a broke criminal with the mixtape. So that's that's what. So that's what we're gonna say. So that's what we're gonna say. All these dudes are um. All these dudes are regular. This is Wikipedia. It's his so he, she basically so built Ti, right? Yeah, that's what we're did. saying. Yeah. Okay. So, so all these dudes, so all these dudes, all these dudes that black women are doormats to per you, they built these niggas and then they turned into doormats. This is the narrative you all want to give. You me. know the proof that we're not saying the narrative. You picked her. You what? picked her. We didn't pick her. He took a you charge, a whole charge. For facts that she okay. did. She but I still want to know what is blue collar. What is what is picking a blue collar man got to do with any of it? Obsidian, can you explain to them since you are blue collar, you are a blue collar brother? Explain to them what what I mean. You brought it up. Why don't you have you explain it? Okay, well I can explain. I can yes, I can explain it. Okay, hold on, hold on, because when black women hold on, because let's not. Okay, fine. Black women don't want no regular nigga. Let's let's be clear here. Let's stop. Let's stop lying. Oh my god. Regular, oh, all, regular hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? All men are cheap. And all men of value. Okay. Cheap. All men of value. Black, 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 white, Latin, whatever. What does blue collar have to do with anything? Your, your, your vaginas ain't that strong. Your vagina, all men won't hold. And what? Black men don't operate outside the realm of all men. He didn't have to cheat. Okay. And this and that's why that's why most black men ain't married. That's why most black men don't see the value of marriage. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So what you say? What does blue collar have to do with anything? Hey. I want to send a special shout out to my baby for the cash. Thank you. No, so, Thanks, so, bro. so, if, so, no, because you want to make it about the blue collar. My thing is, you if you want to aim, hold on. If you want to aim, can I talk? Can I talk? If you want to aim for the top dudes, then understand you need to get in line, which means none of you. Let, let me be very clear here. I got to say this, and it's got to be said. Women think because they got a vagina, they automatically got a value on par with a dude, no matter what a dude, what, no matter what kind of power a dude has. Most so, of you all don't even, I, hold on, most of you all don't even operate within 5% of the potential of what a dude of what a dude can bring. You will actually have a woman that would be dealing with a black man that's a millionaire, and you think because you're a woman, you think because you're a woman, I don't even care if it's high class, that, that you all are supposed, that man's supposed to be sexually loyal to only you. And, and, and like, like I don't know where you all got that from. Because he agreed to a monogamous relationship. Right back at oh, you. Oh, right. right you, 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 you are correct. You are correct. And that's why and that's why most black men are not doing that anymore. So you all then talk about what and the value of marriage is. But you're also not millionaires. Okay, so so so, so, so again, so again, hey Miss J, can you be quiet for a second? 
No. Be quiet. Because you keep on running your mouth. This ain't talking nonsense. You are talking nonsense. You are talking nonsense. No, because she keeps on. Because you're talking nonsense. All right, I'll wait for you to finish. And then Edward. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let let her go wherever she was gonna say, and then I'll go. Miss J and then Edward. No, I just simply asked the question. You brought up blue collar. You going off on all these tangents, got nothing to do with blue collar. Nothing. You just brought up a dumb argument. You don't want to admit it. That's it. It was stupid. Okay, so now I answer the question. Black women don't want blue-collar black men because they see them as below them in class. That's why I brought that up. Black and black women don't admit that's not my imagination. Ashley W said it. I've heard I've heard other women that are basically 80, 85s at best say it. Ashley W that is true for me. Ashley W don't speak for me, bro. Well, I didn't say she speaks, I've heard it, but I don't gotta hear it for one woman. Like see, black women, okay. I've heard it as a, a collective. That is true. So are you hold on, Miss J. Are you telling me that's not true? You are you telling me that the majority of black women do not have a disgust for blue collar men? Yeah. You're telling that me that's exactly not true. That is not okay. true. Okay. Okay. Uh, now Q Obsidian, can you can you um enlighten us with that, or is it just me pulling the shit out my ass? Uh, actually, this has been covered about five years ago in Essence Magazine, and uh, two black female matchmakers with over 20 years of experience uh, were interviewed, and they, they confirmed what Ed said. Okay, so black women are going out there with matchmakers. The majority of black women are going out there with two matchmakers that went Essence Magazine five, five years ago. The majority? Well, what I no. will say... Uh, hang no. On. Hang on. What I will say is that the two black matchmakers with 20 years of experience working with black women confirm what, what Ed said. That's still not you the know, majority of black women. We didn't say The majority of black women don't have anything to do with the matchmaker. About, I didn't say anything about the majority. Okay, then. But, but Edward did. This and is Edward actually you a on. good template. Edward brought you on to talk about it. And but you I just will said say what this. didn't make any sense. But I, but I will say this. That Essence has a monthly circulation rate of about 1.5 million, uh, and what I would say, black. and I would say that in statistical terms, that's a heck of a sample size. There's 25. This million is a black. good template as to how sisters could actually get along because look at the example of a wingman that's been displayed before us. It's amazing. Like, why can't black women have their own version of a well, wingman? Well, black women do. When they, when this, black women are on the same team when it's time to control black men. Outside of that, black women can't stand each other. That's the secret a lot of black men so don't you, know. So you admit you called in your wingman. You admit that, right? I didn't. I didn't call it. These things have been you discussed for him. years. I didn't. Right. He was already on I'm the done. panel. He was already on the panel. This. You all I'm keep deflecting. At the end of the, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day. Every the whole manosphere's arguments are really predicated on the outcome, the lack of outcomes that black women have for decades been talking about. So the reality of the situation is y'all don't want to talk about y'all can't get a man. Y'all don't want to talk about y'all can't get a you good man that don't cheat, that don't do none of this. You I said it because he's on the panel. Right. And it doesn't matter if I did that okay. or didn't do that. So what? Whenever whenever okay. I ever come on this show and talk to call anybody. So what? You you act like that's some revelation or something. He wasn't on the panel initially. Yes, he was. He was on the panel. Yes, he was. You were talking about Tiny? No. 
Not when you were talking about tiny. And it doesn't matter. You're making it about tiny. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the outcomes are the outcomes. Your wingman. You called in your wingman, and that's cool. I mean, I'm just saying that sisters need to do the same strategy. That's yeah, because they don't do that, right? No, no, they don't. Okay, so there are all these independent thinkers. Let's move the conversation forward. I would like to speak about Chinese. Go ahead, Mr. Research. Yeah, please. I want to thank I want to thank C Rose and Sister George for having these type of conversations. But I had to step back and look. I see that two people are here just to derail. They're not trying to be part of the conversation. So let's see if we move forward and they act they actually part of the conversation. Now, one person is always slick dissing every time somebody else is caught is, is, conver- is holding a conversation. Get I'm specific. I'm not slick. I'm not slick. Get specific. Now he's talking about me. And I'm not wait, 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 Got to stop the slut pandering. That's not Look, what anyone is. Stop. Okay. So this is how we're going to do this. Um, any conversations as far as the panelists and what the panelists are talking about that you may not agree with. And if you feel like they're calling names and all that stuff, you're not going to do it in the middle of the show. Um, it's hella yeah. distracting. Let's keep it respectful. Like, don't even like, and then you're, you're, if you want to come up and say, you know, we have people on the panel that's doing one thing or another, that's only going to create additional friction. So let's make the points without making it personal and attacking each other. We're adults. We, we can do that. We do it every week. Let's just make our points without doing the personal attacks. We could use some order around here. Yeah, okay. So I understand the personal attacks, and I haven't made a personal attack with nobody. But at the same time, y'all need to also regulate folks that are trying to shut shit down, too. Okay, so we're, we're talking to everybody, Edward, but let's let Mr. Research finish his point, and then we'll give everyone else a chance to chime in. But let's keep it respectful. Like, damn, it, this, it ain't that hard. No problem. No, no, it's just that, it's just that we try to come here respectful, but then when the women sit up here and disrespect us no one sits up here and has these conversations until ironically we come back with the same energy i love the hope yep i yep. love what sister george does but when we were getting called names like emotion and all this stuff earlier we, we took it on the chin but it kept persisting now okay. when we come I, back with we'll the same make energy, sure we'll that everybody sure is keeping it respectful yeah now now when we come Tiny and T.I. because I interacted with them in Atlanta. I interacted with Tiny right after uh, the group broke up before she even really got with T.I. This dude had a lot of money because unbeknownst to the to the narrative that they're trying to push here, being anti-male, not Sister Rose, but being anti-male, dude was writing for some of the people on, on the Dungeon family. And you can go look that up. He had a lot. He had a lot of publishing money. But see, this is why we talk about the title of sisterhood. See, the two people who want to de- who want to derail this conversation, they sit up here no. and want to keep it on the point. And, and keep it on the point. Okay. okay. No, because he he about to go off on a tangent. Okay, Mella, let him finish his point. It go to point. People sat up here and put down Ti with no actual evidence, and this goes back to how I was getting derailed earlier. When I asked for evidence, 
And this goes to Edward too. When I when I ask for Edward uh, uh, evidence, when Edward asks for evidence, none is ever given because the sisterhood wants to create one narrative. All men are terrible. Okay, where's the evidence? Oh, we don't need to have evidence. It happens all the time. Let's have a polite intellectual conversation to where everybody can be heard and not try to shut down people with this pink unicorn that don't exist. Where okay. is the evidence? Well, T.I. has said Wait a minute. Wait a minute. T.I. did cheat. There's evidence. Does cheat. Does all the time. Yeah. And he um, said himself that she held him down when he didn't have anything. He said and, that. And it was Bernice Burgos who came out publicly and, 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 her, and her and Tiny went back and forth on social media for a minute. And that was just one example. And Tiny did offer to take a drug charge for him when they got caught in so, LA. Like nothing was saying. So, so this idea. Okay, but okay. I, I got somebody on. else coming on. Um, hold up just a second. Mr. Research, I'm gonna pull you down for just a second. I'm gonna bring you right back. Hold up. Tiny is doing better than 95% of black women. So let's okay, let's let's, let's be fat. Let's but but but, but this idea, but let me tell you something about this cheating thing. Um, this is why I'm in favor of legalized prostitution, and this is why I'm in favor of tricking. Because the reality of the situation is if y'all don't want to be cheated, hold on, no, if y'all don't want to be cheated on, I didn't I didn't say that. I said this is why I'm in favor of it. Just like I'm in favor of necessarily pro-choice, doesn't mean I'm actually aborting kids. But let's move on. Anyway, my point is because this I this this idea of cheating is really fantastical. Our women have a fantastical view of that because black women have an ego problem. And they really borderlines on narcissism because all women deal with the same stuff to a certain extent. It's just for some reason you all find it so much more painful about cheating. And I've always asked myself, why is this? And in my opinion, it is because you all have ego issues and you all have an ego in a society that doesn't validate your ego, which really creates a really interesting um, cocktail of stuff. Here's the thing. As a man of value. It's a choice, brother. It's a yeah, choice. yes. And this is, you're right. And this is, and this is, and this is why 30, this is why when we have these conversations, this is why when we have these conversations about why black men are not getting married, this is why it doesn't happen. Because the reality of the situation is Women are not at the level to really men are, are value them as wives. And to be honest with you, the laws are not really right either. But this idea that you think you owed somebody. And here's another thing to get said to it, and I'll be done. This idea that black women don't cheat, that black women are loyal, that black women wait for a man to cheat. Like, the stuff that black women have gotten away with doing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Paternity fraud is not even illegal in this country. And and it is, I forget the percentage, but it is a very, like one third of black children born, dudes be thinking it's their kid, it ain't even their kid. But you all get so, oh my God, dudes cheat, I'm gonna jump off, of, I can't take it. It's your ego. Get it. Okay. And, and the thing that, hold on, and I'll say this, and I promise, five, ten more seconds. On, this is what I would say to any woman that is worried about cheating. <laughs> Stop dealing with a dude that is above your level. 
and maybe that dude Bums won't cheat. Bumps cheat too. Bumps cheat too. So, so now we're going to have the argument that every man cheats. Black women suck. We got it. Get to therapy. Every man cheats and women never cheat. Women are angels. You said it out your mouth. You said it out your mouth. I want to say this really quick. You said it out your mouth. Now you're trying to play it off. people have the illusion of having money and people don't realize it. When I first moved to Atlanta, my cousin was dating a rapper who is still relevant today and he looked like he had money but he didn't have no money so sometimes you all like, well people think that these rappers have money and they don't mr research no wouldn't put that out there if it wasn't out there it's a lot of folks that have money that y'all don't know have money too and, and and the opposite works too so i just want want to put that out there however i wanted to say that um you're saying that you know tiny is better off than most of the chicks out there and this that and the other like just because someone is with someone and they, they have financial stability does not mean that every woman should want to be in her shoes. Okay, so, so give me your ideal relationship. My uh -uh, ideal relationship is in the black community. Wait, wait my, my ideal relationship is the relationship that, that we I'm all can relate to. Don't fall off. No, I'm not. Like, come on. I, I, I just want to get caramelized sugar in for a quick, quick minute. Go ahead, caramelized sugar. Hey, um, so. This is not about the cheating. It's about earlier with the blue collar, quote unquote. I never knew that was a thing until, you know, I found YouTube. It's not and in other cultures, they don't do that. Like, not the blue collar, but uh, I guess try to shame. I don't really want to say shame. They really push you to be with someone who does make money in all other cultures. Because it's not a thing. Here, and it's like blue collar this, blue collar that. You don't want to date a, you know, uh, electrician, construction worker, yada yada yada. I just think it's weird. I don't hear black people say that because it's not true. Get more women than similar. Exactly. Nobody's shaming blue collar men. I mean, look, and, and by the way, and by the way, this is the sisterhood, because I promise you, you know, you talk like, I don't even need to get older black, if I get older black men on here that's got way more experience than me, I promise you, they'll all tell you the same thing. So, y'all, y'all could be on the same page with that. A man in uniform. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. And, and that's why y'all stay losing, because y'all stay accepting oh reality, God. but go ahead. Gonna, he just got to get it in. Look, it's similar to the caste system. Right. The caste system dictates that there are certain levels that approach a hierarchy. And that's how this whole term blue collar came about and designated as not being as worthy as those who are designated to be upper echelon. It's it's a it's a, it's subjective. Nobody really has to place value on anything other than what it takes to build a family. That's all they got to focus on. But we okay. want to put labels on everything because that's what keeps division going. That's that's what okay. Whatever you say, Queen. Don't call me Queen. I can't stand Edward right now. Queen Sugar that knows everything, Earth Mother Goddess, whatever you say. And you keep okay. telling the young ones that too, so they can be screwed Lumia, to. Did you want leadership? Leadership matters, Mr. Anderson. Not just the, flapping at the jaws. Yeah, you tell all these young kids, you tell these all young kids that shit. They, they ain't got okay. no daddy. Let's let let's let Obsidian get in for a second. Um, Obsidian, you have anything to add to the current topic? Uh, I'm enjoying, I'm thoroughly enjoying the I'm college. I'm sure you are. Oh, yes. 
Oh, I, didn't yeah, wanna, I, didn't wa- <laughs> I didn't want to disappoint you, Obsidian. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying, if you're talking about the six-figure um, women who work in Atlanta, who work in corporate offices and stuff like that, yeah, they might not want to date someone who's in I'm talking about 30, dollars $25,000 women. They, That's no, obvious no. with they them. Talk, they, See, see, sweet women like that. They want to date women on that particular level because that's what they're comfortable with. I'm not talking about 92 because that goes without saying. Everyday black women have no problem dating an electrician. It's just absolute nonsense. It's just nonsense. It's not true. Well, everyday black women date UPS workers. You think they wouldn't date an electrician? Come on. Okay. They'll date someone at Walmart all the time. Okay. Uh, That drive Uber. Whatever you say. All the time. It's just nonsense. Whatever you say. Yeah, we're we're trying to perpetrate that there's poverty shaming amongst black men from black women, and that's not the case. Okay. So, uh, you know, I want to apologize to you, Edward. You were just called crazy, and uh, the lady said you need therapy. Uh, nobody corrected that, and we also we, we said we're going to stop name calling. I want to apologize. I want to apologize. Let me give Edward an apology. Let me give Edward an apology. Let me give Edward an apology. We're moving the conversation forward. I thought he wanted to stay focused on the topic. That's what I thought. Let's just get it on record. Let's just get it on record. So there is no poverty. There is no poverty shading. There is no poverty shaming in, in as far as black women or black men. So that's just, and I'm talking about take the 92s off the table. It, unless you're a 92 making six figures, that doesn't happen. So that's just a facade. All men cheat, no matter how much money they make. So there is no such thing as a good black man on that. Uh, I'm no, I'm just keeping score. He really is trying to be logical. All men cheat, and all women male hate. We have nothing to add this whole hour. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just keeping score. So, so, um, there's nothing to keep score. Two so I think it's fair that the conversation. See, oh, well, right. George are putting something intellectual to the forefront. Mr. Research, pick this and 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 sir, sir, sir. I knew what I was coming into when I was coming into it. So, I, I you know, you we we you know, we've been in this game for a minute, so you know how it is. You yeah, know, but, as but far as certain people, to have a conversation, and I want to apologize you to you for all the unnecessary stuff. Why that are you good? apologizing for someone because, else? Because somebody, I go lie. I came in here. Because he's, he's slick dissing. He, in I fact, mean, I didn't hear he, it in I, fact, I is slick dissing. Well, well, uh, you, but he, see, here's the thing. You have to, under, you have to understand that when you're talking to folks, you have to understand there's just going to be a certain amount of... That's why I, I, I ain't even hear the shit, because I don't even pay attention to that part. You know, to me, calling me a name is not relevant information, so I don't hear that. I will say what does annoy me is this thing about trying to constantly say something over and over and over, trying to pin me down, like what I'm saying don't make sense, because Miss J in particular, you don't heard me say, and Mella to a certain lesser extent, y'all don't heard me say a lot of this stuff for a long time. And this stuff has been debunked when you've actually you come at me to debunk a lot goal, of stuff. Her, her goal is not to let the male speak. Her goal is to throw a little slick shot so, and be negative. So, That's her goal. So, and, and the way that I talk is Ooh, quite frankly, my this is always, like if I'm talking to my female cousins, because I want to give them the right information to make the best decision so they can't say nobody did. 
And the reality of the situation is this goes back to this sisterhood argument. A lot of what Mr. Research is talking about, this is exactly what it is. And we talk and we have it a barbecue and we chilling in the living room. This is exactly what happens. And so as a black man, you have a choice. You can either raise the roof. And it look extra animated because you raise your voice yelling. And then most black men say it ain't important. If it's that important for you all to have your narrative, well, stupid games win stupid prizes. And this is where you wind up like Vivica Fox leaks a Ray crying. I'm um, talking about you. You know, it's black men ain't ish. And you 55 years old, you know, or the smart on ones that. were actually now, I listen. wanted to talk about them, too, because. Lisa Ray did, I mean, Vivica Fox, I, I, like, I understand, you know, uh, using her as an example, you chose to date 50 Cent. Come on, like, seriously. Yes. But um, Vivica Fox, you know, she married a man, I mean, Lisa Ray married a man that she assumed was established, assumed would, you know, be, uh, you know, was of good moral standing. Um, you know, I don't understand. Like, I don't well, think well, you know what? And she crying more than Vivica is. Let, let, let me answer C. Rose, and, and this goes back to what Edward was trying to say. And I'm only speaking about from the male point of view on the topic. I'm not going to slick this, nobody. Let's let's move forward. You're doing it right about, now. About the top. See, there you go. Slut pandering. You got to stop. On, like, yo, you got to stop. You got to stop. You're not sneak dissing what you've been Slut doing. Pandering again. Again. Oh, Slut pandering God. again. I'm about to stop. go. Danny, where you at? Did you, you know, just call that woman a slut? No, nope, I said slut pandering. Go ahead, what they want, what they don't I call them thought enablers, but that's you to be disrespectful to them. The only way this woman is going to stop being disrespectful is being disrespectful back to her. Okay, if she's going to be part of a conversation, then be part of a conversation. What was your comments on the topic, though? That, thank you. I, let's get back to that, C. Rose, because I was talking to you. So, so here's the thing, though. As far as the guys are concerned, this is what we're trying to share with women like yourself, C. Rose. There are evil women who surround people like you, and that's the sisterhood. They don't want any harmony. Look, we we started on this panel talking in peace and what have you. I, we we start talking about legit things and then it start going into chaos. Because yeah, I did come people, here talking shit though. Some people in the some some people in, in in the sisterhood they just want to be disrespectful and respectfully to you. What I'm just trying to say to you on an intellectual level, those of us who are trying to be cool. It's hard for us to be cool, Sister Rose, because these people think that slick dissing is fun. These people that think derailing a conversation is fun. And then that gives birth to the dudes who say, well, let me act just like them, but even worse. So these why would they act like the why would they act like the all of all of that all of that you picked on on the last literally the last word two words he said but go ahead a, a leader would not be influenced by those he deemed to be his subjects whatever okay let's be let's hold on mella let's let's be hold on i want to say this real quick let's be clear mella our leader okay what evidence do you have of that mella show me in history where henry the eighth didn't chop off and this and, and this is where this is where it gets derailed Henry the Eighth in relationship to this title. No, is I'm a asking moot you to point. show me. I, I know what, what you're asking I'm me. Not asking about it's Henry not relation. It's not relating to the title. 
You know, you just well, like uh, my question. You're you're wasting you, time. Can you answer my no, question? No, you're slut pandering. You're slut pandering a title so, to recreate it. I will say this. That's what you're doing. Wait a minute. To the black sons out there, you're you peddling. You you're peddling. Answer the question. You're I, peddling. I will mellow over the whole thing to only not answer and the question. Mute. Okay, let's have final thoughts. Um, no Let's keep it to here. three minutes or less. Final. Th Let no the evil ladies attacks. go first. No personal attacks. Keep it to three minutes or less, please. Don't say anything directed towards anybody. Keep it on the topic, y'all. Sheesh. Mellow, who's who on? Who's on? Shit, I'll go first. I'll go first. We no, all know you'll go, go first. Later, <laughs> hey, I was quiet. <laughs> go ahead, Mellow. All right, peace. And understanding amongst us all, first of, off the top, peace and may there be peace and understanding amongst us all. Eventually, what I would have to say in relationship to the topic is there is biased opinions that are falsely defended. Um, you know, there there are women that cape for other women when they know they did wrong. They know they did wrong and they still like, well, you can't say that to her, you know, and it 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 does come across as disingenuous when there's this blanket defense system amongst some women. Uh, I know for myself, being a defender of the United States of America, that was trained into me to um to do that. To, to, to defend, and it's not just with women, it's not just with my sisters. I, I've been known to do that with children and so forth. I mean, I just, uh, uh, men, I mean, I'm just trained that way. So any event that I've rubbed somebody the wrong way where it would appear that I derailed the conversation, I guarantee the playback, I guarantee on the playback, especially with Mr. Anderson. He asked, I just listened Come in, on, what's keep going it, on? Keep, keep it on the topic, no, Mella, please. Listen, 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 I'm just saying, I keep it on the topic. That's what I do. I keep right. it on and the topic. Not, yeah, I'm not derailing anything. And so what I said prior, mentioning how us black women could exercise more integrity as to how we correct one another would be a great enhancement amongst our people. That's my statement. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mella. Who else do we have? Um, I don't know what happened to um, oh, let's have, um Francesca. Who are you? Hi, I am actually a fairly new listener to your show. And welcome. welcome. Um, thank you. I just wanted to add a few things. I know that I'm sorry. No, go ahead. We're listening. Okay, so I know that you're giving people just like three minutes. So I have a few points. I hope that I can get them all out. Sure, um, but I just quickly, I wanted to say that I think Edward, I mean, of course, I think that part of this um, conversation is has been for entertainment purposes. But I do think that Edward is right about the majority of Black American women seeking to avoid or shame Black American men who make a certain amount of money. And I say that because there's been a wave of black American women recently embracing like this whole, what I call the city girls persona. 
And essentially it's this idea that a man is only good for his money. And if he doesn't, you know, make a certain amount that I can't be with him. Mm. And I'm sure that um, many of you have seen that podcast video that went viral of a black woman. I, I don't know if she was a black American woman, but she was claiming that she, she was only the black ratchet girl. Okay. So she was claiming that she only deals with men who make fast money. And I think she even mentioned that if he doesn't, you know, if he can't break her off $50,000 on a weekend, then she can't yeah. deal with him. And mm -hmm. she, her attitude is reflective of the majority of black American women. And so an electrician isn't breaking a woman off $50,000 on the weekend. And so, as he said, tiny is doing much better than the majority of black American women because the majority of us do want that. So she's living the life that many of us want. So I wanted to just say that. And then the other thing is that, again, I'm new to listening to your channel. So my perspective may be a bit inaccurate, but sometimes I do question the intentions of black women who are in these spaces because it seems that black men are literally exposing their thinking and sharing their rationale with us. And yet we're constantly trying to, at least what I've heard on this episode, it seems that there's this constant need to debate with them and try to persuade them that they're wrong. But if you're mm -hmm. asking for their opinion, then you know we should be open to receiving it. And it's just concerning to me because we are saying that you know we care about our sisters and the future generation of black women. But if we did, then why are we arguing with the men who are giving us insight into how we can better prepare the next yeah. generation of women? So I'm just, as I said, I don't really know you guys, but I am a bit concerned about the intentions of people and what they're truly trying to accomplish. Because I think that the fact that some of these men are even patient enough to go back and forth with your guest, you know, we should really be um, excited about the fact that they're still willing to talk to us because so many of our men, at least it seems like Obsidian might, this might apply to him. So many have decided that they're not even interested in pursuing us in a serious way. So mm -hmm. we have men who are saying, you know what, this is how I feel. Here's how you can correct the problem. And yet we're still arguing with them. At some point, they're all going to walk away. Thank you, Francesca. Can I ask you one quick question, really quick? Sure. Are you a Black American woman? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I was just making sure. But um, yeah, definitely continue to listen because I think you'll be surprised by the dialogues that we have. You definitely brought up some very good, interesting points. Um, I think that it is common in this space where um, it's kind of what you observe tonight isn't necessarily how every panel is. Some, a lot of times the men get to point out a lot of the flaws that they see in black women and there's not because we don't, women don't like, we don't have a lot of women. Generally, we don't have women that come up on the panel. Every, like Mella comes up, Miss J just started coming up. Most of our panels are male dominated. So we get to hear their opinion and, you know, myself and Danny, we try to be objective, but definitely continue to stick around and, you know, listen to some shows and um thank you so much for your input and please come up more Ms. francesca we need mm -hmm. the absolutely we love to have different perspectives thank you thank you right. it's not usually as crazy as it was tonight right yeah there. it's definitely generally more a more productive panel but yeah nonetheless, so, so some some folks have checked the roster panel it was entertaining and it was um uh, interesting nonetheless but um yeah. thanks francesca uh, who's who you who's going next danny all right, as far as my free thoughts, because I got some pizza waiting in there. This is what okay. I'll say. The video Francesca reference is a chick from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. Ramil's from Chicago. Roger's from Chicago. That, you know, Ashley W., by the way, is from Chicago. So I say that in order to, you know, to, to not put it all on black women. We'll, put, we'll just put it on region. 
you know, just to give y'all insight <laughs> into that. We'll, we'll charge that for mm-hmm. now. Um, but as far as the overall topic, one of the things that has to be understood is there's a certain narrative. I mean, talk about the, the black men stuff. There's been this, this certain uplifting narrative that has been going on since the civil rights movement. Like we're dealing with almost four dec, five decades now, six almost, where it's this, we got to do better. We got to do better. We got to do better, but we're not doing better. Culturally, you know, you got the 80s, then it's just been, it's been a dive, you know, ever since then, and it hasn't boosted up. And as far as what Francesca was referencing, as far as the fear of people engaging, understand Mr. Research older than me, I'm 33, and then you got these millennials coming up, which my youngest brother is 23, so he's kind of a, a, in the middle, and these millennials are the ones that they, they really are not thinking about dealing with it one way or the other. They're just checked out off the gate. You saw that with Ricky Smiley's son, and you starting to see that more and more. So the point is we have to get out of this like narrative and actually dig into what's really going on you know i even admitted that when i talked about the gynocracy one of the stuff that i learned was that there are not just women that validate the sisterhood there are men that validate the sisterhood there are men that basically thought farrah gray is a perfect example perfect example go look him up he has Oh, don't get me started on him. But anyway, my point is you have dudes that they will tell women, they will lie to women. They're emotional dope dealers. They will tell black women whatever they want, knowing good and well, they're sending them to a blender in order to make some money off because they know it's a very easy pole to lick as far as getting money. You see that in the church. You see that in, in hip hop music. You see that in every area of activity. So my point is the truth is actually a very, very valuable commodity. And the problem is when we get the truth, when people give insight, what happens is it's just this knee-jerk pushback from the same people. And I'm not even talking about nobody on the panel. We've been on enough panels. We know how it is. Even um, in mainstream media, it's the same pushback from the same folks that say they have people's best intentions at heart. And then what happens is a lot of black men, Mr. Research can speak for himself, but one of the things that Mr. Research always says Men, women go left and then just walk away. Don't argue, just walk away. And a lot of reason you don't hear more dudes talk is because more dudes just say that's not worth it. I mean, it ain't like I'm gonna make no money off of this. I ain't trying to, I ain't, ain't like I'm hollering at no chicks. So, what's the point in engaging in these things? And I know what I'm saying is right, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, I'll say this and I'm done. You have to want to know the truth. That's the one thing that I'll say to any black woman. You got to want the truth and you got to understand that the truth has an expiration date. You figuring it out like on some Lisa Ray stuff after the fact and you you like five years past the wall and then you get it, it's too late. And, and nobody wants to tell our women that it's a, such a thing as being too late, but it's too, it's, it's too late. And I will say this, None of y'all are going to wind up like Gabrielle Union, where you do all the stuff she did and then somehow find a, a dude like Dwayne Wade. Because there ain't that many Dwayne Wades out there that that's goofy like that. So I'll end it with that. Thank you for getting, letting me go a little bit over. And yeah. Thank you so much, Edward. Miss J, what are your final words? Well, my final words was what basically what we had on topic, which is for certain group, huh? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I think Roger came in on his mic, but go ahead. We're listening. Oh, let Roger go ahead. No, no, because we're doing final thoughts. Go ahead, Ms. J. Okay. I was saying what we originally had the topic was is of black women having a cult-like mind of not wanting to basically admit where they're wrong, so forth and so on. 
we were having a very good conversation where it went left. And then, well, it never got turned back around. But basically, my whole entire point is what we've seen tonight is basically um, is basically what happens. On one side, you're going to have black some black women basically go on and on and about white supremacy or black men, yada, yada, yada. On the other side, you're going to have black men go on about how bad black women are, white supremacy, yada, yada, yada. The point is both sides have issues. Both sides need to work on. And if you try to have a conversation with that, it usually becomes derailed on what someone else did. You end up talking about weird things that don't really have anything to do with the, to with the topic. And that's generally how it goes. At the end of the day, nothing really gets solved. It's not really worth having the conversation more than once because as you can see, this is what happens. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, thank you so much, Miss J. Mm. Um, next, we'll have Black Wizard. What do you have? Um, okay. Um, I just wanted to, I guess, put out there that um, we were talking about the sisterhood before, and um, you guys had made the point that, you know, there's um, um, a little bit of an accountability thing going on, and then, um, you know, lots of deflection tactics, and maybe it has to do with power and all that stuff. Um, I, th I don't think that is necessarily something that people are really, like, thinking about in terms of, of power, um, even though I think that could be an aspect of it. I think that uh, a lot of um, people, like Miss J was saying, actually, is just kind of hurt. Um, and they're just kind of taking out that uh, pain that they feel on other people. And um, so a lot of the deflections and a lot of the, um, you know, not taking accountability is just really due to, you know, not wanting to look back on, um, like, what you see is yourself. So if somebody's talking about something black women should do and you see yourself as part of that oh. group, then, you know, you see that as an attack on you. And uh, it, you're not so much defending the sisterhood as, as, as you are defending yourself. Good uh, point. So I, th I think people get really caught up in trying to defend like this, these ideas that they have about themselves and, 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 all, the, and all the pain and stuff like that. And that's kind of getting in the way of, uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know, being normal, functioning people, you know, like it, it's, it's counterproductive, I think. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Black Wizard. Um, I want to guess... send a very special shout out to um, Soul Provider for the Cash App. Thank and you, Soul Provider. And I also want to send a... <laughs> A very special shout out to Sick Lynn, he said, for the triggering twins. Mm. <laughs> no, it ain't me. <laughs> but um, I guess we'll uh, let Mr. Research do his yeah, final comments. And just a reminder to everybody, try to keep it three minutes or less. I know Edward was up here for about 10 minutes. <laughs> dropped down, And I couldn't get back up here to, to tell him to cut it short. Uh, look, <laughs> look here. Um uh, let's let's go back to the way it started. Um, what you know, and my apologies to Sister George. I understand hosting these things is difficult, 
But, you know, one one thing that's really hard as a guest of yours is trying to communicate and someone who's trying to derail constantly doing it. And then when they're successful, now the mic is on the fourth and the fifth person and you never got to tell Sister George what the point was. So let me go back on my final thoughts to the original point, Sister George. Uh, Back in the day, the great grandfathers were helping black women. That's documented, Sister George. That's not that's not a speech. That's not a fantasy. It's documented. White women were not on the, the black woman's team. Sister George, you saw when black women were standing side by side with white women talking about feminism, not one of them white women pulled them into the office to work with them. When black women were side by side talking about suffering, Sister George, not one of them white women elevated them beyond cleaning her oven. It was the black man at Reed Brooms, the black man at Pullman. And when I was making these conversations, then it got derailed. Then we start talking about other stuff. When we're talking about this topic, Sister George, what we trying to get you guys to understand, and I'm a little bit more controlled than others, okay? When we were talking about these conversations, what we're trying to get you to understand, Sister George, is you and and C. Rose are the 20%, but there's this evil 80% that hide out with you guys and pretend that they're 20%. And their whole goal is to put a battery in the conversation and change it. That's their whole goal. And even in the workplace, Sister George, what we black men are trying to tell you in regards to the topic sisterhood, you got black women trying to get black men fired while white women many times, and I'm a corporate dude, will fight against black women to get black men in positions. Imagine how crazy that is, Sister George, if you're a black son who loves his mama, auntie, or what have you, but you get outside of your family and now you start experiencing the 80% of women in the world who are working against you and asking for your protection at the same time. Wrapping up C-Rose, I, I say this. Look, I know it's three minutes, but I say this. There's a lot of black black men who don't hate y'all. They, we, we, we don't. But there's too oh, many- Oh, I know that. But there's too many women trying to side with the white people and at the same time asking for our protection. See, Rose, do you know that uh, uh, most of the black swirlers who failed at relationship end up marrying black black men? I can believe it. I, there, there's a couple on YouTube failed with a white man. End up right with a black man. Tamika Burke. Oh, I I have nothing. I started me too, but I'm not gonna talk about uh, white. Oh, men. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna talk about white men. And here go the faithful black man by her side. But then the the conversation, C Rose, is well, what quality is he? All we're asking y'all to do is stop. When y'all get cornered in a in a discussion, stop pivoting to a whole nother linear discussion. It's, 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 it's like a never-ending war. Okay, 30 seconds, Mr. Okay, Reza. we can do that with black women. We, we Every time y'all pigeon us on something, we can move to something else, but we don't. We take it on the chin. Yeah, some dumb dudes are messed up, but it's just like women don't want to do that, and brothers like myself who normally champion for women, I'm at the point. 
that even me, I'm like, let the women burn. Uh, women going to start, start getting drafted in a minute to the military, Sister George. And then what are they going to do? Thank you for your time. Thank you. So thank you, Mr. Research. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I um, want to send a very special uh, shout out to- You want to let the Roger uh, report go next, Sister George? Wait a minute. Let me uh, send a shout out Roger, to- Roger, uh, we'll let you go ahead and Can go you um, if you chime in. Uh, uh, see, Rose, uh, Sister George is speaking. She's trying to oh, give okay. a, a shout out for the, uh, for the cash app. We okay. can hear you, see, Rose. Maybe, me, I think it's just Sister let me George. Back thing. Out. Okay. Um, I want to send a special shout out to Jessica X for the cash app. Thank you so much, sweetheart. We really appreciate it. Um, Your voice is too delicate, see, uh, Sister George. That's the problem. Thank you, Jessica X. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, we're going to have Obsidian. Um, what are your final thoughts? Uh, just would like to say thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Obsidian. No, say hey. Hey. <laughs> Obsidian. Yeah, okay. I didn't hear you. What'd you say? Um Roger. Hey. Bro. Uh, never mind. Thank you for joining us. Um, well, I oh, oh it's not a problem. I'm only gonna be here for a second. Uh because I could have sworn. Why are you folks trying? I could have sworn I heard a woman, I think her name was Francesca come on yeah. and uh she was making some comments I, I heard more toward the back end of her comments i don't know i didn't hit catch her, catch her right at the beginning because i was listening then i got distracted then i was listening again and she was already talking and i if, if if i'm not if i didn't just hear something it was made up in my own head i could have <laughs> sworn i heard her come on here and be a good person I swear that's what I heard. I swear that's what I heard. And it and it and it and it, and it proves like I've been saying for the longest. I don't care what the climate is, I don't care where you was raised or whatever the case is. If you here in America, you still can choose to be a good person, even if you're a woman, even if you're black. And I swear I just heard one. So that's all I'm gonna say. Thanks for letting me on. I'll holler at y'all later. Long live the habitual line steps. Thank you, Roger. Um, that was funny. Um, I do just want to say that um, tonight we had an entertaining panel. Um, I don't like, I, you know, I, I don't, we don't want anybody to feel disrespected. Um, I know people take cheap shots. We hear it all the time from the men and the w women. It's not something that we strictly hear from the women, um, you know, but I, we will do better at listening out for it because we want to try to keep the conversation respectful. Um, like, I, I don't believe in over pacifying anyone. So if you say something slick, I'm not going to like every time someone makes a slick comment, like I'm not policing adult people. Um, but if it gets disrespectful or someone is taking a cheap shot and being you know calling someone out of their names like we'll try to be more mindful of that I guess it's possible that we pay we you know when we're paying more attention to it is when it starts to get heated and we by that time we've heard something from the men and, and it seems like oh okay now that the men are clapping back 
you know, you all want to want to say something, but I literally like, I don't mind the passion in conversations as long as we can keep it, you know, uh, keep the conversation flowing, but I don't believe in over-policing someone. Oh, did you just say this? Like, I- I'm not going to do that and I won't make a promise to do that, but we'll do better at just making sure that, you know, we, 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 you know, call it out, and, you know, check it when we hear things that are just disrespectful. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, I still thought that the panel was very entertaining. We didn't get to talk as much about the sisterhood as I would have liked because we kind of divulged into a whole nother topic. But um, I you know, do want to say just a few comments regarding the sisterhood. Um, I definitely think that having a group that it isolates a, you know, another group um, is, is, is extremely divisive and it, is, it does not benefit the community in any way. Um, I think that it's, you know, pretty hypocritical for women to, uh, you know, have this, this um, group, so to speak, where uh, if a woman speaks out or has an opinion that differs from theirs, um, they are, you know, going to go on the attack on her. I also think that it's just absolutely asinine to divide ourselves from our men. Like, that is absolutely insane. Like, but in, in the same respects, we want them to protect us. We want them to stand up and to defend us. Like, it makes absolutely no sense that we're not going to be their allies. We're going to form an allegiance and go against them, but we want them to protect us from, you know, other groups that come in and try to harm us. That's that's crazy. Come on now. Like, seriously. Uh, I also want to say that in reference to Tiny, um, just because someone is doing well financially, that doesn't mean all women want to aspire to be in her position. Some women want a man with good character. Some women want a man that's going to live up to the commitments that he's made to them, even if he only makes $40,000 a year. Um, not everybody wants, like, not everybody would exchange their life for Tiny so that they could have millions because you don't know what her problems are. So I don't believe in idolizing um, couples at all. But I just want to say, like, money isn't the the be all end all um, for a lot of people. In addition to that, I do want to say that those ratchet women who come on and speak and say, I wouldn't date a man who works nine to five. I want a man that can get me 50,000 and this, that and the other. They don't represent me at all. Like those, those chicks don't represent me. Like I, if, if anything, I am um, anti-women like that. Um, I lived in Chicago and Calumet City for many, many years. So I know how some women in Chicago behave and I understand that she's from Chicago, but that chick does not represent me. Lastly, um, I want to say that, um, you know, simply defending the points of men, that's not all it takes to make you a good person. And if you have a opinion that differs from men, that does not mean you're a bad person. Um, thank you to everybody who participated in the panel and everybody who participated in the chat and everybody who super chatted y'all make sure y'all subscribe and like the video too. Okay, um, I want to send a special shout out to Maurice November for the cash app. Thank you so much, Maurice. And I also want to send a special shout out to Benjamin D'Souza. Um, we really appreciate you. And, thanks, uh, thanks, thanks, y'all. Um, I thought today's show was quite entertaining. Um, I laughed a lot in the back. I don't know about y'all, but I laughed a lot. Um, <laughs> it was pretty funny to me. Um, hopefully... It's like when we kind of do these panels, I don't want anybody to feel disrespected, um, but I kind of feel like sometimes the conversations will get a little heated and um, 
Yeah, I just I feel like the conversations that get a little heated sometimes um, because it's usually two different worlds of people coming together. So um, agree. Yeah. But uh, I thank everybody for joining. Um, thank you so much to everybody who uh, participated in the chat, even in the clouds. Um, and thank you to our panelists and a really, really big shout out to everybody who uh, sent us some money today. We really appreciate you guys and keep supporting the channel because we're going to get concrete a new damn phone and like, <laughs> no, okay, I'm y'all playing like I don't have boost mobile but I have an office that I set up upstairs I'm going to eventually get a mic but I can't promise that I will be sitting at that desk for the whole I, I move around so mm, eventually office. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sister, George, please, sister George after you end the stream please stay after I want to holler at you about something okay we'll do well you guys have a good night be safe and we'll see you guys on Sunday with another dope ass Peace out, black people. Peace.